What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show. Part of the Free Engine Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Engine Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish. The King of Kings, the King of Content. And the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious new, one, new, a.k.a. Mr. Coach Alini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamas. And you're in the Desert Storm Bunker with EWF, Every Woman's Fantasy, the whole effing show, the Black Moses of this, the Unbinder with Fixes Bind LLC. And not only that, I am the Morpheus of the Mating Matrix and the... CGAC God Allah and the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube. All right, the whole effing show is here. All right, Mr. Chocolate Skin is back. And we got a great show for you because, listen, it's cuffing season for a lot of you ninjas out here. Some of y'all ain't going to get cuffed at all. But women are trying to get you in that warm embrace right now. And we're going to give you the calendar of events. Indeed, out here. They trying to get y'all ninjas in that warm embrace. And they're going to be setting traps for you ninjas that could affect you long term. So we're going to discuss how to avoid cuffing season. All right, cuffing season. How to stay out of the traps, the trials and tribulations of skeezers trying to get you in cuffing season. But I should... And I'm not remiss. I, I, I should remember that today is an important day here on our channel. It is Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. It is Tuesday. Gordita Tuesday. Shout out to my girls, the Fupa Print girls. Shout out to the girls out here making it thicker than a snicker. All right. Out here oinking right here. And Mastodon. And shout out to the Mastodon. Ladies, the big bear paw ladies with them big fat feet, with the big pump fat fat butt. We we love them, man. We love them. We love them. But we only love them on Tuesdays. We give you your day. We give you your day. All right, and we love y'all and appreciate y'all, man. We got fat back flat back Fridays. We got Thursdays are for linglings. Sisters get a random day because they random. And gorditas get a. They get a special day, which is Tuesday. As a matter of fact, I think I do have some gorditas lined up for you right here. Let's get some. Oh, I got you one. She dancing for you right now. There we go. Hello. Give it to me. Hey, give it to me, baby. Give it to me, baby. Ooh. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. That sloppy slop. The slopalops oh, slop is here and she jiggling, baby. Go ahead, baby. She jiggling, baby. Go ahead, baby. Uncle L, future of the funk. She letting you have it. She letting it out, boy, on a Tuesday. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's the dark side. That ain't really the dark side, but I'm going to tell you. Yeah, look at she jiggling, baby. Go ahead, baby. All right. Woo! Wow, boy, could you imagine the motorboat on that, ladies and gentlemen? That is Tuesday material. That's Tuesday material. Yeah, she did. She did. All right, anyway. All right, uh, I think I got another one here for y'all brothers here. I got another one here. This is a, for the brother lovers, you know. Uh, let me just go ahead and show you right here. Uh, I think I got y'all one. A white gordita. Let's go ahead and show you. Fuck, you know, mate. Fuck, you know. 
doing right in my pocket, that. Oh, they got music on. Oh, my goodness. Look at the, the booty dimple. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Look at the tassels. Wait a minute. What a beauty that is. Wait a minute. I spy a ninja, an Australian ninja, too. Of course, it's a ninja's girlfriend. That's ninja. She made for ninjas. Of course, that's a ninja's girl. All right. With the do-rag on and the tank top. All right. That's how he's ready to go. She all, she all dressed up. Ooh. He ain't have. Oh, my goodness, man. Let's, that That is a. Oh, glowing, legit glowing. That's a rump roast. That is a rump roast. Like, oh, my goodness. A ninja is in heaven. My goodness. Did you see the dimples on the booty? Oh, man. That's that. She definitely for broke ninjas. She got the body for broke ninjas. All right, look at this right here. And she going to put a couple of babies out. She already spit a couple of babies out. You can't get a bet. You can't get a body like this without babies. All right, that's that's definitely a single mammy. He a UK brother? Or is he a UK? All right, look at that thing. Good Lord, have mercy. All that wagon she dragging. This is out of control. This is out of control. Hazy <laughs> Pookie. He loving it, but we gotta give a we gotta give a once over for our Gordita Supreme here. None other than Selena Gomez, Gordita Supreme out here. Look at her, boy. She got saggy waggies already. Look at her face all pulled back. All right, the Gordita Supreme. Shout out to Selena, Selena, Selena. Call her brother. Yeah, San Antonio, stand up. Any two dollar Selenas out here? Let me know. All right, let me know. Any $2 Selenas. There's a lot of $2 Selenas out here, but it's Tuesday. <laughs> All right. Oh, boy. Curvy my ass. That is slop-a-lop. All right, that is slop-a-lop. <laughs> She's a slop-a-lop. Yeah, this one right here, definitely a slop-a-lop. All right, yeah, come on, man. That's not curvy. That That is dimply. There's no curves on there. Right, that's that is that is overweight. Yes, that's <laughs> that doesn't mean she can't get smashed up. We're gonna talk about that. Ladies don't realize that. She's still gonna get smashed. <laughs> they still gonna get smashed to Gordita Supreme. Uh our, the Gordita Supreme Selena. All right, so let's get back. Uh, what do we got going on here? We got a good show today to contribute to the day show. Dollar sign the notorious CGA on the cash app, Bimmo, Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal is paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that be pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel when you can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel. Yeah. New, 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 Let's new, get to the new, earlier new. contributors to the day show. We got no doom and gloom, but we got Straggle and Sniggle Theater to open the show. And uh, let me see. Uh, uh, did I mess it up? All right. Uh, shout out to Martin. Martin. Martin says, how you doing? How are you doing? And how is your mental health? Um, I'm doing swell, all right? And mentally, I'm in a good place. Of course, anything could change that up, but we all know that life with problems just means life. My mental health is swell, all right? And I appreciate you checking on in on me. Actually, I appreciate that, brothers. Check on in on your brothers. All right, Freeman, it says, Coach, supersize me. It's Grimace lookalike day. Shout out to Grimace, man. I saw some grimaces early on in today's show. There were definitely some grimaces. Right, Albert Wesker says, XX came to my house last night and said she wanted to sit in front of my fireplace and drink wine. I told her I'd rather play the new Super Mario Brothers. Oh, my goodness. It's a Super Mario Mario game. 
All right. Yeah, man, it's cuffing season. They want to do, you know, we, we're going to tell you why they get into these moods. You know, women are seasonal creatures. They go in heat, then they hibernate. All right. They're seasonal creatures. And thus, cuffing season is for their season. All right. And they want to do all the romantic shit after thotting all summer and spring. All right. So now they're getting into their hibernation mode and they're going to gain weight, get all chunky and fat. All right. They want to do romantic and shit. You know, I don't mind romance. So some of these things people don't understand. I like romance. I don't love it. I like romance. All right. And the thing is, it's just a part of what it is. It's not something that I can keep up. I'm romantic like occasionally. Just like sometimes I'm nasty. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I'm super duper nasty. So with me, you got to take nasty and romance. You can't just be like, I want you to just be romantic. And you also can't be like, I just want you to be nasty. I'll give you romance when I want to. And sometimes I want it downright disgusting. All right. I'm going to be doing some nasty issue. And you're like, I thought you would like it romantic. No, I do. I play the game. I'll sell you a dream for a couple of hours. And then once that time is over, I'm done. Now I'm nasty. Sometimes I don't even want to be bothered. Like, don't bother me at all. If it's possible, don't bother me at all. Like, I don't need, I don't need this constant. <laughs> I don't need this constant dependency on me trying to look out for you. Ladies, you know what, women, <laughs> ladies, and hit the like button as you enter the stream. I notice people entering in. We got a thousand here in the first 12 minutes, setting records. Okay. But ladies be thinking guys sitting around planning out shit. All right. Like I'm sitting on my belly. You know what I mean? Lying on my belly on my bed with my feet up. All right. And then writing down romantic shit that I would like to do. Oh. All right. I'm going to bring you flowers. I'm going to bring some candies, teddy bears. Oh man. I'm going to, I'm going to book a reservation at this wonderful restaurant. I can't wait to take the girl there. Oh man. And then afterwards we're going to get in a hot balloon ride. And then I'm going to finger her up there for the nasty. Because, you know, if we go on a hot balloon ride, you're getting touched on the inside. <laughs> then I'm going to plan a trip to outer space. And I'm going to plan a trip to Costa Rica. And I'm going to get a big uh, fruit bowl basket delivered. And I'm going to feed her grapes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hmm. Like, nah, hell no. Nah. I'm thinking about other stuff. Anyway, this is a family show. I must remember. <laughs> I'm romantic, yeah. But anything we do, there's going to have to be some touching, groping. Um, there's going to have to be some sex involved in it. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do something and not have no sex. Like for instance, if we book a private airplane, I'm having sex on it. Mm. I mean, why, why book it and not have it and be like, then come back, spend all that money on jet fuel, come back down. People were like, yeah, but did you do Did you join the mile high club? Like, Oh, is that what we're supposed to do? Okay. I need another $40,000 to book another flight. I forgot that part. Like, that's what we're going to do. I'm just letting you know. 
And if you get invited on there and I spent the money, that's what you're going to do. Don't get up there and be like, oh, I thought we would just. Oh, no. I forgot this is a family show. Yeah, we go on a hot balloon ride. Don't be don't be weirded out. Don't be surprised when I'm trying to slip a couple digits in. You know what I mean? And be like, what are you doing? What do you mean? What am I doing? We're a thousand miles in the air. What do you think? Let's get it on. The hell? That's what you're supposed to do up here. <laughs> what did you think? We were supposed to just look over the basket? Wait to die? All right, anyway. Anyway, this is why it's important that you're not on your period when you meet up with me and when I plan these things. So when I ask you, don't be offended. Hey, I'm thinking of going on a hot balloon ride this weekend. Are you on your period? Hmm? What do you mean am I on my period? She's sitting there looking at me like, Wait, wait. a minute. Who are you? <laughs> right? I want to know if you're on your period. So when I go a thousand miles up, you don't say I'm on my period because this will be important information. So are you, will you be on your period this weekend? And now if, if it is, you are on your period that day of, and you told me you weren't, well, you'll be taking the quick route down off the balloon. I'm just, but anyway, let's continue with today's show. This show is already off the chains here. <laughs> All right. So anyway, shout out to uh, Albert Wesker says broke XX's settle or uh, broke, broke, broke XX's setting cuffing traps like Wiley Coyote. Yes, they are. They're ready for you, too. <laughs> All right. They ready for you, sucker. You sucker MCs. Hey, you hopeless romantics. You sucker for love ninjas. You guys going to be prime target. Big old fat, juicy targets. For these uh, cuffing season ladies, all right, yeah, they get the red wings. They get the they get the uh, they get the wings. You know what I mean? MC Hamster says, as rent and student loan payments, uh, pursue the JUCO, right? That's what you said. As rents and student loan payments pursued, I think you meant persuaded the JUCO. I'm not sure. He says they stood upon the shores of the Sea of Binding. And Coach Radamus raised the fistful of 20s and parted the waters. And the Juco's cross, fulfilling the great unbinding. Shout out to the great unbinding out here. This is the great unbinding. I love it. The great unbinding. I like it. By the way, the junior college is super litty right now. It's out of control. Like, I, I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping some people can come over and help. All right, because I don't I don't have enough to help all of these skeezers. <laughs> I mean, this is under control. Like I'm literally under the gun right now. I'm literally like under pressure right now. 2K teacher, still the best intro in the business. For the best YouTuber out here, coach, I'll be sponsoring a show soon. He says, You've helped me out a ton. Shout out to you. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. Thank you, man. AC says, afternoon, coach. The South African mob ties called me up yesterday to check my mans. They said they loved you, but you went a little bit too far last night with the accent. You got to check into South Africa now. I got to check into South Africa, man. I know, man. I did not do you guys any favor last night. Shout out to Riz Khalifa says, Saturday night sisters. Saturday night sisters. He says, because you know, she got to go to church in the morning. She definitely do. 
All right, she definitely do got to go to church. AC says, Coach, you sure that Australian Pookie Roo ain't your long-lost son? He says, I'm seeing a chocolatey resemblance. The Pookie Roo. Oh, Jesus. What a, what a, what a show already. Joshua Moon, Coach, give me that first gordita for the win, and you had me dying telling ninjas you don't own Raider season tickets with the investigator sound effect, and they've been clipping me later. They've been copywriting me on the private investigator sound. I think it's playing a little too loud in the background, but I don't own anything. Twin A, rest in peace to Hemi Butler, and shout out to MGA or him gay Butler. He says, we know you want uh, switch up on us with the bang yangs. Never. I can't even grow the bang yangs. Let me go three more. Henry Resilient, I was legally threatened to be taken back to court for $100 a month for ballet lessons. My child support covers that completely. How can I escape this? You can't. You can't. J- guys, <laughs> he says, shout out to Henry Resilient. We're going to talk about parental alienation later on. I got some great alienation clips, new clips. Uh, but Henry Resilient, I told you to buckle up, gentlemen. Buckle up. Your girlfriend, your ex-baby mama is double dipping on you. And uh, you better throw, grow a thick skin. Perhaps seek therapy. I'm not gaslighting you. I'm just suggesting it on how to cope. Maybe I'm your therapist. I'm going to tell you, man, you better let little shit like that bounce off of you. Because these hoes, is in, they, they ain't got nothing better to do than gaslight you. All right, they got nothing better to do. You got to be resilient out here. All right, they about to nickel and dime you, double dip, gaslight you. They're manipulating you. And unfortunately, your daughter is young. I believe she's under five years old. Be prepared for her to alienate the shit out of you with your own daughter. Be prepared for that. And you better hope that it's later on. So fight like hell up until they're 15, 16. And after that, let it go. Let it go. And then your daughter will come back. She'll come back. She'll come back. She might be ran through by the time she come back. She might be poor and impoverished. She might be damaged. And all women are damaged to a certain extent. All right. All right. They're damaged, especially if they ain't got no daddy at all. But if the mother helped to have the daddy out. Yeah, man, it's a whole cold, 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 cold world out here. All right. But uh, yeah, man, buckle up. Buckle up, man. Just go on and give them the hundred dollars, ninja. Go on and give them the hundred dollars. Oh, she three years old. Oh. Mm. I want you to understand, Ninja, you got 15 more years of this bullshit. <laughs> All right, so just this ain't even the half of it. This ain't even the half. You got a long way to go, man. Three years old, Ninja, my kids is like, dude, my, my, my kid is my oldest kid about to turn 18. I'm like, God dang. And, and plus it ain't over, but all the bullshit goes away, like in terms of child support and all that shit. All right, but uh, yeah, man, I battled. I battled a good 10 years. All right, Clifford Charles says, stay on your purpose men message from your favorite African-American anesthesiologist guy in the building. Uh, Look at my African-American over here. Look (laughs) at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? Lionheart, last one for the hot air balloon ride fund, coach. Shout out to New Mexico with the hot air balloon festival, but we're going to get into the show. Thank you very much for the early contributors. I will get over to the other ones in a minute, but let's get to straggle and sniggle. Theater. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky, come get high with me, that's a deal, right? Straggle and Sniggle Theater is back. Remember when I told you about married men 
beating that meat? Yes, pause. But this is a clip from an old Maury Povich show, Maury, of a man, his his wife caught him beating that meat, all right? And uh, when you're married, I, I'm telling you, man, they be, they be out there doing a lot of that, all right? Just because you're married don't mean you ain't going to have to beat that meat up, pause. All right, you're going to have to. You're going to have to choke that chicken out. That's it's It is what it is. In fact, it will be one of the loneliest feelings of your life the more you have to do it. And I'm going to play a clip of a married man admitting that he has to wait for his wife for his own sexual pleasures. Now, I think this is downright despicable. All right, being a former married man myself, I would never wait for my wife for me to get arousal. All right, I would never wait for my wife to be like, you have to wait for me to get a, no, hell no. I own this salami. I, I decide when this salami gets off. Just because I married you doesn't mean you get to say, you can't do anything until I'm ready. Oh, hell no. Mm. All right, so this woman tried to go on there and embarrass him about doing such things, but ain't no shame in this game. And there's a lot of married men in this position right now. Let's play it. Cleaning my kitchen one day, and I looked down, I picked up a kitchen towel. There are so many items or so many meals, substances, whatever, that could give this hard, colorless, odorless consistency on a kitchen towel. Because he said the towel was the smoothie. Mind you, he relieves himself when I'm on whatever I'm on. I beat that Yeah. 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 I beat that As you can admit it, I was... All right, and so she tried to embarrass him. She tried to embarrass him, like, and he does this when I'm on my period. And he like, yeah. I don't know if you know, I did this. Hey, if, if you got lady, any married, any women want to get married, I, I want to give you a realization. There, there's a lot of fantasy about what relationships are. All right, I'm here to clean up the truth. Here's the thing. The man you're going to marry has been beating his meat. All right, just take his age. You want to marry a guy. He's 28. I've already told you this, or 30. He's 30 years old. You meet him at 30. You get one to marry him. All right, subtract 13 from his age. That's how long he been beating that meat up. Pause. That's how long he been beating that meat up. So subtract 13 from 30. That leaves you 17. That's 17 years before you showed up that he was auto-eradicating himself. All right. Uh, don't think that's going to change. He knows how to get it off. All right. Don't think you could just come in there and like, no, now you have to wait for me when I'm off my rag. I don't think so. You lucky I ain't out here inseminating another woman. Lady, you better just be happy I'm out here just in the kitchen or having an orgy in my mind because I can have an orgy out here in these streets. All right, he sound proud of it. Ninja, he married. He ain't got no other choice. He going to have to relieve himself some form of fashion. And as a matter of fact, if you subtract 30 from 13, 13 from 30, you end up with 17, but you might as well go ahead and times it by two because many a times... He didn't did doubles in them 17 years. Mm. All right. He double pleasured himself. Double the pleasure, double the fun. All right. He ain't waiting on this woman. All right. So 17 times two, that takes you to 34. So he for 34 years, this ninja been touching on himself. He, and you want him to wait for you? I don't think so. Mm. It is what it is. All right. Listen. All right. If you ain't available, I must make myself. Because <laughs> we don't have periods. We don't have times where we're not in the mood. We don't have times where we're like, I'll wait. We don't have time. We don't have time. So we have to squ squashy. 
had to get that squashy out, pause, and it is what it is. So married women, women, come in a little bit more realistic. I'm not waiting on you to get my rocks off. All right, I done been doing this for a lot of years. <laughs> All right, anyway. All right, I done been doing this for a lot of years. Let's go on to the next clip right here. Uh, this woman wanted to give some church testimony. She wanted to testify to the church. And um, interesting enough, um, I don't think she remembered where she was quite, but but let's hear the church's testimony here, all right? I'm all about the Lord. Here we go, Adams 316. All right, let's see what she's got to say here. Backslider, y'all pray for me. Um, Bible said the food, on the food makes the marks out of God. He's nothing to be played with. And food and heart says there's no God, but God is real. I used to come home drunk from school, laying up with men, out there prostituting, having all sex with my mouth, licking men's balls. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Uh, Satan, is that you? I mean, oh, the humanity. what was you doing? You used to come home drunk from a scoop? What, 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 and then what else she was doing? Oh, man, this is terrible. Let the woman testify. Let the woman testify. <laughs> she said, thank you. Oh, man, I think she zooted. Amen. Amen. Prayer. Amen. Amen. And if, look at that thing, sister, up there, bro. Anyone else have a word from the Lord? I'm backslider. Y'all pray for me. Oh, she trying. Um, Bible said the food, only the food makes the marks out of God. He's nothing to be played with. And food and heart says there's no God, but God is real. Okay. I used to come home drunk from school. Oh. Laying up with men's. Men's. Out there prostituting. Oh, my goodness. Having all sex with my mouth. Oh, my Lord. This is getting worse. Licking men's balls. Oh, my goodness. This is just, this is too much. Oh, the humanity. All right. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. And somebody and some ninja let her do all that. And what she used to do. Hey, what you used to do when you was oh man, this is terrible. This is a family show. What are we doing? Man, we can't help these straggles out here. They everywhere. They are everywhere, man. We gotta we gotta be careful with people, man. Oh my goodness. Hey, listen, maybe she should have saved that for the later on in the church. All right, ninjas, I got one for you right here. Matter of fact, I got two for you right here. And they said for the low, low price, they in a bind. I got money. All right, let's listen to these uh, saggy waggies here. actually have a two-for-one deal going on right now. You can get two roast beef sandwiches for just the low price of $5. <laughs> oh, man. I got money. Yeah, we, it's getting bad out here, man. We got some people. Tell me you're in a bind without telling me you're in a bind, man. Listen, man, two roast beef sandwiches for the low, low price of in a bind. I'm in a bind, Nate. Oh, my goodness. Oh, look at the slop lops Good Lord out here. Ninjas, you, hey, they they for you, man. Oh, they wreck. Look at the saggy. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. What's going on right now? You can get two roast beef sandwiches for just the low price of $5. <laughs> Oh, my good $5, man. The price is plummeting. Your rent's due, motherfucker. They super nasty, too. They done been lick your armpits and your under your leg and behind your knee, between your toes. 
you know they don't lick any goddamn thing because they let their dogs lick them in the mouth. So ain't nothing to lick around you. They be licking in your earlobe and all of this stuff, man. We getting nasty as hell out here. And, uh, boy, the standards are super low these days. Mm, mm, mm. Well, they're not that low for me. Oh, my goodness. This is just, we got to. <laughs> oh, man. We got to stop. We got to stop with these people out here. Let's go to this sister out here. This sister has something to say to you, brothers, because it's cuffing season. She's got a question for you. And Miss Snuffleupagus is up here. There she is. Let's see what she has to say. So I seen this post, right? I forgot who shared it. But the post basically was just like, stop going out with no money because you think a man finna buy buy you a drink, right? And And it's that kind of mindset right there because... I'm not the type. I'm not the type of woman to go out with no money and expect a man to buy me a drink. I'm not that kind. But if a man buy me a drink, then you know, okay, cool. But what is wrong with you men? Like, what is what's wrong with some of y'all? Like, and these are the same men who just be acting like like that's why you're not getting no play because you ain't up in no pay. You know what I'm saying? You nobody's asking you to buy the bar out a six dollar, ten dollar, twelve dollar. Fifteen dollar drink. That's gonna hurt your pockets. That's gonna. It's gonna hurt you to do that. Question that needs answers. Nobody's asking you to buy the bar. Nobody's asking you to buy shots for everybody in the club. Like uh, a small drink. It's gonna kill you to do that. And it was so many fragile men on there. Like, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with these females nowadays. They always expect for a man to spend some money, and you and you always expected for somebody to give up some. Hmm. Now, when I go outside, I'm not expected for a man to buy me a drink, but look at me. Why would he not, you know? But that's besides the point. I just don't like a lot of of men have their panties in a bunch, and it's really disturbing. So I I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. I'm noticing... There's some people just completely arrogant. I mean, if I was in Birmingham, Alabama, I might buy you a tiny drink, a happy hour draft. You know what I mean? Like a $3, two buck chuck. She said, look at me. I'm looking. Mm. I mean, literally, ma'am, I'm looking at you, ma'am. You fat. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, you out of shape. Big time. And I know the fat is like globular flat is all interstitched and just it's laying in the right areas, especially with the help of clothing. Now it's giving me the facade that you're thick, but it's your fats being held up. I, I, I know what I'm looking at here. And she's basically saying, why can't a man just buy a woman a drink? Well, we already know that women do finesse men for drinks. This is just clear. Women do go out with no money to finesse guys, laugh and sniggle when they buy a drink. Plus, you'll say things like, just because you bought me a drink doesn't mean I'm a, you're entitled to conversation, buy drinks for all my girls. We know you do this. So here's the thing. It's not just one drink for a guy. So if I walk up, I'm just explaining this because she's thick-headed. If I walk up to a woman I'm interested and she says, hey, buy me a drink. Okay, there's one drink, $15. All right. Then you you extend that out throughout the day. If you just say, hey, thanks for the drink, goodbye. Now I got to see the next woman and offer her a drink. Now I'm down 30. And then now I'm down 45. Then what about the drink for me? Times three. Now we're looking at definitely we're hitting at 100 bucks. 
just on one night. Now multiply that out multiple nights if we outside. All right, so you go multiple nights, two nights a week. And this is something that I don't do, but I'm just, just giving an example. Two nights a week, that's $200 this in drinks, that, not even the other stuff, all right? And like, like they say, we're not entitled to anything. Then you multiply that out for months. We're talking about $1,000 just to talk to it. This is just to simplify it. And women do this as well as with dating as well. They'll go on three dates a week. They'll go on three dates a week, and then they'll say, well, why guys don't want to pay for dates? Okay, you're feeling our pain because if I go on three dates a week, not with the same woman, guess what? That's $100 times three. All right, that's $300. To multiply that by the month, that's $1,200. Just taking women out on dates, just striking out. Mm. I mean, it's pretty simple um, because the first date is not always going to work out. The first drink that I buy for a woman doesn't, it's nothing, it doesn't suggest that it's going to work out. So the sad part is that's that part, okay? This is why guys feel a certain way about buying drinks. And she's like, it's not like it hurts your pockets. It does over time, cumulatively. And then eventually a guy will drop out because what guys do is they broke date. And I'm going to give you an example. Not just guys that don't want to pay for dates, Guys eventually throw in the towel on dating when they're running out of money. And then eventually they'll just settle for uh, one of the three fat women that were around when they started going broke. All right. And so they have a limited access to resources. Then they start dating. And then you, after you pay your Tinder premium, your, your cologne, your belt, your shoes, your socks, gas, car wash, hair lined up. All right. Now all of a sudden you're like, oh, all right, I'm running low on funds. All right, which one of these three can I repeat date? All right, get back and have some sex with where I don't have to double down on the cost. A dating coach was just making this point. You pay $100 for the first date, and then every time you see her after that is free. This is what guy's mentality is. It's ninja math. So this is what he's doing right here. Okay, this is what he's doing. But here's the thing is, this thing, her arrogance it's out of control. And this is why you don't have men buying you drinks. I'm not asking you to buy the bar out. Okay, eventually they're going to ask for a second drink. We know how this goes. She's a finesser. She's a classic finesser. She looks untrustworthy uh, from the rip. She looks highly untrustworthy. I'm just saying from my opinion and my experience and women that I've dealt with, this is a highly untrustworthy woman. She's condescending, arrogant. She's overweight, not realistic. All right, and look at them big-ass soup coolers. I mean, this is too much. She got three chins, all right, two stomachs. I mean, she's out of control. She's probably a single mother. I mean, what are we doing here? See, ladies, I don't understand. I know the ladies are listening, and I'm not trying to correct your behavior. Trust me. Well, here's my problem with this entire thing. Here's my problem. Here's my problem. I, don't, I want you to see it my way for one second. I know you don't want to, but, but, but I know you don't want to. I want you to see it my way for one second, all right? And this is the way I want you to see it. Let's just say I meet this woman in a dark alley after she was duck-sicking somebody, and I said, hey, I would like to buy you a drink, all right? She's somewhere in Cleveland, Ohio. She looks like a Cleveland, Ohio special. So I'm in Cleveland on the weekend. I want to go to a tavern, a bar. She's there, sitting there on her ass. Now, she sees me, 
And I say, hey, look at me. I'm, I'm a guy in my mid-40s to late 40s, soon to be late 40s as of this month. A guy in my mid to late 40s. I've worked hard. I've battled through life. I've won some. I've lost some. I got to the point where buying women drinks is not a problem. In fact, if you's in the buying, I could fix your buying. In fact, I've gotten to the point where women don't bother me. I would go ahead and splurge on a woman. I trick on a bitch. All right? Imagine I said that. Now, I want you to ask yourself this. Why would I have worked so hard, sacrificed, risked, gone through the pit of hells, walked on coals backwards, stood on my head, got slammed across the head, went homeless, recovered. Why would I, re- why would I work so hard? And this is the reward. Somebody explain this shit to me. I don't understand. I worked all my life. All, all my life. I worked hard, battled, got sued. The cops tried to sue me, as Tupac said. And I worked all this time just to buy this orange haired, <laughs> double chin. Single mama, like, that's what I worked hard for. Like, that's my reward. That's my reward. I'm asking you just for a friend. I'm just asking you to see it my way. Just see it my way for a little while. Not You don't have to see it my way for the whole conversation. Just for a little while. Come around my way. Somebody says she cute. She cute for broke ninjas. Ninja, do you know how many women look like that? That woman is not cute. <laughs> right. Well, listen, beauty's an eye of the beholder. I guess if I didn't have a lot of money, I would think she was cute. And I don't have any money. But why would I work so hard and that's my reward? That's what I don't get. Like that's what I'm supposed to get. This this right here? This this is what I get. All right, hold on for a second. I'm gonna tell you what she looks like. Hold on for a second. And again, I'm not talking bad about her. I'm going to describe her. I'm just going to describe her. Remember, I don't talk reckless about people. All right. Let me see if I can find. Uh, this is what she looks like. All right, right here. All right, this is, this is, this is what I'm. Am I, am I wrong here or what? Am I wrong? Let me see here. Let's go ahead and look at it again. Go ahead and look at it again. See if I can pull it up. Um, let's go again. All right, so this is this is the woman here. All right, you see her there. And that that don't look the same. It's it's one of these things. I'm just I'm just asking. Especially with the eyelashes, let's go ahead and roll it. See? Look. <laughs> right there. <laughs> Somebody says she bad. Y'all ninjas, really? Oh my gosh. I'm just like <laughs> there's there's a slight resemblance. All right, anyway, then just be like, she bad. Like, wow, Ninja, where do y'all live at? Where do y'all live? Like, God dang, really? Ninja six expectations is super duper low, Ninja. Mm. All right, hold on for a second. Let me, let me stop. I'm just, listen, she's, she's not bad. She ain't bad. She's not bad, all right? I would put her in the not bad category. I mean, she ain't bad. 
but I'm not about to. I'm not about to starve. Yeah, Look, starving. This is what. What? Oh my God. She's bad. Oh Jesus, man. I I feel. <laughs> anyway, what? All right. Yeah, that brother's starving. <laughs> Somebody was trolling and said that. I'm like, where? What city would you have to live in for this to be considered bad? Hold up for a second. What city would you have to live in? Please tell me what city you in. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I think she's pretty. Pretty below average. I mean, that's just... And she's pretty big, too. So, I mean, I just, she's pretty, though. Monroe, Louisiana. All right, so, Paul, yeah, definitely Monroe. Monroe, Louisiana. Do I have some more Stragglin' Sniggle left? I think I do. I have two more clips. I have one more clip. Stragglin' Sniggle Theater back in here. All right, uh, this is a woman. I've actually talked about this clip, and I'm going to play this clip right here. This is a woman here. Again, another tattooed-up fiend. And um, she's a bikini model on Instagram. But, of course, her boyfriend is on Instagram, but he likes other women that wear that wears bikinis. And she's offended. And let's just see how far this goes. You already know where this is going to go. It's disrespectful if your boyfriend likes other girls' bikini pictures. Yeah, of course. Yeah? Yeah. Disrespectful? Yeah. Totally disrespectful. Okay. All right. Why do they got the music in the background? They got, like, two people's musics. Okay. So take a look at this thing right here. Methany. Methany, and look at Beta Chat. He's a wannabe Chad, and he thinks he's got something. I mean, I listen. I've been there. Okay, so she said it's do- totally disrespectful for her boyfriend to like other women's bikini pictures. All right, you hear where we are? Let's play it. Hey, do you post bikini pictures? Oh yeah, of course. Is, is that not disrespectful to him? Wait, no. Why is it? Why not? No, 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 it's not. Why? Yeah, it's giving a little scripted, like a skit. All right, it's not disrespectful now. It's different. Uh, When you hear a woman say that it's different, that means she knows she dead ass wrong. Listen, it's just different. There it is. Listen, it's just different. Listen, it's just different. And I don't listen. I, I I'm playing this clip with this goofy ass music in the back. Hey, listen, it's just different. It, it's just different. It's just a double standard. It's different. Well, the AKA I can't control him. If in fact the the um I'm called out for my behavior and take a look at this guy right here. Yeah, he's a youngin. He think he getting something, and she probably super duper freaky. But this woman probably has done pornography for sure, some sort of OnlyFans, and he probably a beta male C U C K. All right. Um, and she probably paying his way and all that stuff. But listen, it's just different. It's just different. He can't do it, but I can do this. It's just anyway, girl math is a is a problem. And that straggle in Sniggle Theater. Hey. With me, if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky can get high with me. That's a deal, right? Straggle Sniggle Theater. Uh man. We starting off with the bang yang, not the bang yangs. All right. Oh, 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 oh. All right. Anyway. Yeah, that woman is not my type. Shout out to our brother here, Raphael, says the Juco Fun Maestro CGA. Shout out to you. 
We definitely need to replenish. Shout out to James E. Davis is in the building. Thank you, brother, for your emojis. Shout out to Corey. He says CGA the GOAT. Coach the GOAT, indeed. New, 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 new world order. Yikes. Shout out to you and shout out to James E. He says Gold Digger Shields up. He says call Willie or Willie Earl. Call Willie Earl, ya bitch. Indeed. I got money. Yeah, man. All right, call Willie Earl for all them games. All right, I don't understand why they don't understand that math. All right, listen, I'm not just going to be taking a bunch of women out on dates just because. All right, eventually I'm going to run out of funds or my budget is going to be met, and then I got nothing. I might as well then go to the junior college. Shout out to No Government Name BH. Thank you for your detailed st- time stamps. You offer the most value to your supporters than any other YouTuber. Appreciate that. And about a year ago, you know, a lot of people were calling for timestamps and it was just, it was just a thing that was, uh, I didn't have the time to do. So we do have a timestamp guy and he gets, he, he does a good job of getting those timestamps out. It's not immediate, but it's, you know, a couple of hours later. And, uh, sometimes I don't get to it until the next day, especially an evening stream. And he has detailed timestamps and it allows people to get to, uh, certain portions of the show on the replay because I do understand not everybody has that much time to watch these shows, but of course you're missing the best part of the show. If you're not watching the entire show, but listen, I ain't got no time. Listen, you ain't got no time. I appreciate what you can watch. By the way, we also put replays on the coach Rick Adams channel and all of that. Shout out to Kevin Sullivan. Sullivan says, good morning, coach. He says the only thing ninjas need to be, Cuffing this season as they balls. Pause. Shout out to you and the train yang gang. Train yang. We need brothers to man the hell up. Yeah, I know. Mr. Elite Anthony Elite says, hey, coach, men who are fighting for timeshare with a mother who has an attorney needs to check their state ethics rule and file bar complaints on the attorneys that delay and file outright lies on behalf of a mother in an attempt to make it harder for the father. Yes, be aggressive on that one. Be aggressive and also take your fight. Put your fight on paper. Don't think you're going to, don't wait for court dates to fight. File paperwork, get the attention of these attorneys. File ethic complaint. Because there are attorneys that will tell your baby's mother off record to keep the child, right? Because they know they're trying to get time. And so by the time you go up to court, it's two months, three months, four months later. And then judges, especially with younger kids, will say, well, the kid's already accustomed to the schedule. You did not alter the schedule. And um, therefore, let's just keep it as it is. Now, the problem with that mindset is you can't do anything to alter the schedule in between that and the court date other than take the kids against the mother's will, which plays into her hands, which then she gets to file Amber Alerts. She has the police show up. She'll call CPS. They'll do welfare checks. And um, then she'll play the victim. And it gets ridiculous, especially if you don't have a parenting agreement or an order. So you have to be extra aggressive and file with paper. One thing my grandfather used to tell me, and then my mother used to tell me because she learned from her father, he used to say, especially for black people, black people, This, of course, my grandfather was black. He would say white people put paper on you. All right. White people put paper on you. Now, what that means is when they put paper on you, the paper matters. They know that's what matters in our country. What's on the paper? What happens in your brain in communication off record is irrelevant. Okay. 
everybody knows how to get to you is they put that paper on you. All right. And that goes for tickets, lawsuits. That goes for orders. They put that paper on you. That's what my grandfather used to tell me. Uh, and but I was 10 at the time, but he used to tell my mother that they put that paper and women put that paper on you. All right. It's not just white folks, but women have learned if they put that paper on you, Ninja, they got you. All right. So uh, be careful with that. All right. All right. Be careful with that. Yeah. Court documents, official documents. Paper is the one thing that matters in this country. Right. And you will find that out. Just go back to Bill of Rights, Ninja, the 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 uh US Constitution. Soon as there's paper and signatures, that literally is a barrier for people to do shit and not do shit. All they gotta do is say, uh-uh, watch this. They'll go back 350 years. They'll be like, uh-uh, there's a paper right here, and somebody signed it. So it it's a wrap. There's no more argument. There's no more argument. And they'll look at it and be like, there is a paper. And somebody signed it. End of story. <laughs> Ain't no conversation, no fisticuffs, no gun battles, no skitty pop pop, nothing. It's just paper. Paper. Contracts. All right? Somebody says, hey, you owe us $1,200. you like, how? You signed this paper for this cell phone. Where? Send it to me. Right there. You'll be like, I ain't paying it. Okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> I got a paper that says you need to pay it. That's it. Find the contract. You signed it. You agreed. And you dated it. It's yours. So here's the thing, man. And they file it, stamp it, and they'll pull that paper up too. Oh, what? You said what? Okay, let me hold up. Let me pull your file. They'll pull your file. Go in. You know how they be doing the file with their fingers? They'll go all the way in. Pull your file. Paper. Deeds to house. Trust. Wills. All right, doesn't matter. All right, laws, constitutions, it's what's on that paper. So that's how you defeat, that's how you play the system. Paper. All right, it's all about the paper. The devil's in the details. What's the bottom line? That's all paper. All right, sign on the dotted line. Sign your life away. All right, that's the, that's the everything. That's everything. What's the paper? And then if somebody wants to build a case against you, they'll go to paper. They'll be like, what's on the paper? <laughs> right anyway go get his papers they'll go subpoena his papers so remember that when you're fighting anything it's what's on the paper so if you have a situation baby mama terrorist file on her ass all right that's it hey file 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 and guys you can file as many documents as you want ninja you could be up there uh they made it easy for you all the documents on the internet just fill it out it ain't nothing but um it ain't nothing but a statement and a couple of check boxes. Signature at the bottom. Filing fee, done. <laughs> right? Ninjas is waiting to what? Explain themselves. All right, yo, man, I'm telling you, man. I'm giving y'all. Oh, by the way, that was a blue chip. That was a blue chip. Yep. Where we at? Shout out to uh, Hakeem says, what's good, coach? I was in Croatia a few years ago. This dude I was with got drunk, hit a, he hit a security guard, and he went to jail. I tried to reach the embassy, never got an answer. I found what jail he was in. He was yelling out his social security number. The officers replied, you think you in America? He said, shut up before I make you suck my, oh. 
Duck my ticket. He said, this is a family show. He says, act up outside of the U.S. Good luck. No one is looking for you in the embassy. Can't rely on. You can't rely on. All right, guys. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that. Uh, you got some great rights in America. Great, 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 great rights. All right. Never take them for granted. Uh, I think a lot of Americans do take them for granted. Is it perfect? No. But, yo, shout out to Emmanuel says, here's your espresso coach. All right. <laughs> oh, man, they cold out there, brother. Shout out to Mr. Sanchez says, good day, coach. Jay Sanchez, I'm 30 and my life is finally taking off. Got my house and career, but my mom took it upon herself to find me a wife. And she's been talking to girls and getting pictures and sending them to me. She's in Mexico, small city. And he said, according to her, that is what I am still lacking. Give me the buzzer. Small city in Mexico, you say. Hmm. Do they believe in polygamy? Because I think I can fix this a lot of binds. I've been through some small towns in Mexico. I think I can find me a few wives out there. I think they'll only give me one. All right. All right. She tried to get you back. Is she in? Okay. Your mother's in Mexico. He trying to, she trying to get you back. She's trying to get you back. She's like, oh, mijo, I have a beautiful senorita. All right. Muchachas. All right. Trying to get you back there. She trying to get some babies out of you, man. Cause most Mexican brothers be having babies by 30. So she trying to get some, she's like, oh, oh, all right. I want to be a nobuela. But small village in Mexico? I think I can do some damage there. All right, anyway, anyway. All right, she got grandbaby fever. All right, that sounds good. I want one of them. Hold on for a second. Let me pull her up. Let me pull her up here. What's that girl's name? I can't remember her name. Anyway, I'll show you the Mexican girl I want. I can't remember her name, though. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Is that the girl? Oh, I think it's this girl. Let me see if I can find her. Is this the one? I can't think that. Is that the one? I can't remember. It's not that girl. Uh, let's see if I can find the picture here. Uh, that ain't it. All right. Who am I thinking of? Who am I thinking of? All right. I can't find it. I'll have to think about it. Uh, let's see here. I think uh, I'm going to pull her up. I I'll go for this one. Uh, this one right here. I wanted to look like this right here. Hold on for a second. Let's pull her up right here. Find me one that looked like that. Is that possible? Uh, Mr. Sanchez. That's what I'm looking for right there. Where she. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. All right. Let me stop right quick. I think I can do something here. All right. <laughs> here we go. Like, did she send you a picture of that? Uh, she's Spanish. Okay. Shout out to you. Shout out to uh, Jacob says, Coach, how did you look when you had hair? Pause. Mm. I was mostly bald. I've been mostly bald, and then, or I had a very short haircut. There's pictures of me on the internet. I didn't have a lot of hair when I was young. 
Like, I always kept it short. All right, Sizzo is in the building. All right, uh, Sizzo says, for the Gordita Tuesday snail trail, Alan, hashtag, y'all mob, shout out to the Gordita snail trail. Oh, it's a nasty, it's a mess. It's a mess. It is a mess. All right, yeah, you're going to have your cleanup bullpen is going to be a mess. And shout out to Caitlin says, what's up, coach? There's a story that took place three years ago, but have you heard of the actress name? Candace Cameron's, yeah, Candace Cameron. She got backlash for posting a picture of her husband grabbing her boobs. She even said her husband can touch her whenever he wanted after being married for 24 years. What was the backlash? All right. So the backlash was from women saying it was egregious. There was a lot of white women. There's a lot of white women, guys, that believe that shit. They be like, this is my body. You don't own it. They be going crazy on you. Like, they be like, this is my body. You be moving them in. You live with them. Stop touching my body without my permission. They be protesting in your house. You're like, what? And then got the nerve to be like, all right, I'll decide when you get any pleasure. I'm like, Does, isn't that the same thing? Like, this is my body. I decide when it gets pleasure. And if you ain't going to do it, I guess I'm going to do it by myself. Some people asking me about Selena Gomez. Did y'all miss the big? Are y'all late to the show? I already done put Selena Gomez up in the first 10 minutes. These ninjas late. All right, y'all late to the show, I see. All right, listen. Selena done already made her appearance on my show. You know, y'all trying to wait for me to get into the show. I'm not going to tune in until 30 minutes in. Then want to come in. Hey, what about Selena? She already appeared on the show. <laughs> All right, here we go. Anyway, good Lord have mercy. This is crazy. All right, I already didn't show the woman. Anyway, too late, Ninja, too late. <laughs> hey, Coach Selena Gomez. It was like three ninjas. Selena Gomez, rewind the show. Come to the show on time. <laughs> All right, anyway, good Lord. What are we doing here? Oh, I got some super chats. I better check on him. You better check on Henry Resilient, too. You better check on Henry. <laughs> Shout out to Lionheart and Twin A says, I was saying CGA, a.k.a. him, C, MGA, MGA, new nickname, sorry, man. MGA, I messed it up. Clifford Charles, Deacon Clapcheeks did not want this business out. Yeah, that's what it was. He was like, oh, let me take the, oh. Catfish says, word of advice, watch the whole effing show, please. Watch the whole effing show. They coming in here trying to, to demand me to do something, and then I done already done it. Now, they said Selena Gomez. They're not talking about dead-ass Selena. Derek Johnson says, thank you for your warnings about sniggles. All right, yes, indeed, y'all here sniggling. All right, and, uh, Coochie Crook King Kong, shout out to you. Henry said, I'm talking to my lawyer right now. Henry Resilient about to pay $250 in legal fees so he don't have to pay $100 in ballet lessons. Ninja, I... <laughs> Just, He's like, I refuse to pay an extra $100 in ballet. I'm going to call my lawyer. $600 later in lawyer fees. All right, we... Re- 
we decided to split the 100. Now it's $50 times, times 12, 600 bucks. <laughs> hey, man, I'm just looking. I'm just saying, yeah, look, it is what it is. Hey, man, shout out to y'all. Hey, uh, listen, I'm just here to clear shit up for you, man, to make it make sense. I'm here to make it make sense. It is what it is. You know what I mean? This ninja going to be paying $600 a pop to call his lawyer every time his bitch trip out. <laughs> All right. Your bitch going to be tripping out for the next 15 years, fam. And even longer. This could be a case of washing your hands. Oh, look, somebody just said that. Frank Mula said, that's why I wash my hands. For real, man. Listen, this is alienation. Uh, people don't realize that. I know I'm, I'm trying to give Henry some advice. This is why men suggest that you just wash your hands. Take the L. Mm. Hey, man, I know you love your daughter. Love her from afar. <laughs> just chalk that L up. Like, damn, I messed up. Picked the wrong woman. Hopefully my daughter turned out well. Go make another daughter. Oh, man. Yeah, you thinking about the long game, guys. This is how they manipulate you, fam. This is, this is parental alienation to a T. So then they get you to do these things. And your dude, you're going to look at my beard. Look at my gray ass beard. I got this by not washing my hands. All right. I was like, I refuse to wash my hands. I refuse. All right. I'm going to stick in there. Ninja age 15 years. In three years. Or in 10. <laughs> All right. Anyway, man, it's a sad, sad world we live in. But fathers have to make this thing here. They have to make a conscious choice. All right, sometimes, man, take the hell, move on, get a call for your daughter, all right? She's like, you weren't in my life. All right, baby, I'll make it up to you. Let's get on with this show. James Harden. Have you heard James Harden has a beef with the Houston Rockets? I think it's not the Houston Rockets, the Philadelphia 76ers. He obviously wants to be traded again, and he's already played for several teams. He's played for Oklahoma City, Houston, uh. Brooklyn, he's played for um, the Sixers, and he wants he wants to now be traded from the Philadelphia 76ers. In fact, he thinks that his general manager, who I believe was his general manager in Houston, he says his general manager did him dirty, and he refuses to play for him. In fact, the NBA teams are reporting for duty this week, getting ready for the season, and James Harden did not show up. Now, James Harden is an interesting character. He's been none had his fun. But apparently, I found a video that suggests James Harden's beef is not with the 76ers. It's not with Joel Embiid. It's not with any of it. It's with the general manager. But it's with the general manager over a woman. Mm. Right? It's, it's over the... It, now, I didn't know this, but maybe this particular video can shine light on why James Harden is mad. Let's play the video. James Harden drama just took a crazy turn and nobody noticed. Back in 2020, Harden made a shocking announcement that his time in Houston was officially over despite being offered an extension that would have made him the highest paid player in NBA history. He wore fat suits during games splashed his cash in almost every strip club in Houston, and now there's details that reveal he had relationship issues with a woman named Shy. Man, where's Shy? I wanted to roll that video back. Now, she was bad. Boy, she was thick. Okay, Shy. 
Remember that name. Relationships issues over a woman named Shy. So it, it's not a basketball issue. And if you guys know, these things happen with teams from time to time. All right, even Scottie Pippen Jr. had to play with uh, the guy that his mama was banging for a little bit. I can't remember his name. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and continue. The two began dating during the pandemic, and Harden thought he finally found the one. One night, Harden threw a party, and one of his guests was Kelly Obridger. This is where it gets messy. Aubrey allegedly left the party with Shy. When Harden found out, he was so upset he threatened to shut down the party. Fast forward to 2023, Harden calls Sixers GM Daryl Morey a liar, and then Morey retaliates by signing Oubre, who is now married with Shy and has two kids. Wow. Now, I don't know if this is the case to be true here. I don't know if this is to be true. There's no pictures of James Harden with Shy. They're just suggesting that this might have went down. And in fact, if Daryl Morey did throw this, you know, general managers do play games too. If this, this is all alleged. Yeah, this is all alleged. But if this is allegedly true, wouldn't this be interesting as to why James Harden does not want to play for the Sixers, right? It's over this situation here. And Kelly Oubre, he'd have been around, you know what I mean? He'd been around allegedly. Wow, let's continue. So now Harden is stuck between waiting for a trade and playing with the man who stole his girl. And if he decides to sit out, he'll lose millions in the process. Wow, man. Oh, the humanity. Wow. Now, listen, this is alleged. We don't know this to be true, but, man, we do have death by simp out here for real. We do have situations where girls can come between two kings, Julius Caesar, Mark Antony. All right? It can happen. And you do get tunnel vision by... Hey, man, you know, I've been wronged, and this girl did this and that, and then all of a sudden, you know, NBA's a small league. This could certainly happen. We don't know this to be intentional. All right, but if this indeed happened, and this is a retaliation move by Daryl Morey to get back at James Harden and then imprison him, make him irate, all right? The team chemistry's got to be messed with here. And now James Harden's going to lose millions, allegedly, for not wanting to play with the Sixers because of his girl? What? What? There's no way. Somebody says NBA is the greatest reality show? Okay. Is that what you wanted me to read? James, Daryl Morey did James Harden dirty? James Harden need to go shake the man's hand. You revealed her, she, you revealed her true colors and saved her from a lifetime, saved him from a lifetime of pain. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it, it is what it is on that. But yeah, that Cleopatra love, man. Good Lord, a piece of puss. You about to mess up your career for a piece of puss? Mm. <laughs> All right, oh my goodness. This is crazy. I mean, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is, man. Hey, look, go look, go have a beer. Shake his hand. Say, hey, listen, I, you saved me a whole bunch of money. This one was going to cost me a million dollars, as I said right there. We need to get to the point. Remember I played that clip? of uh, Deion Sanders and Babyface, Kenny Edmonds. And a lot of people might have not felt that clip. All right? A lot of people not, not, might have felt that clip. Give me a second. All right? And so a lot of people might say, nah, coach, 
Um, I wouldn't sit down with the man who took my girl. I think the best case, the best course for you is to be able to sit down with the guy, turn your problems on over to him, and then move on. Because in fact, if you think you're having a bad day, I found this on a meme. If you ever think you're having a bad day, somewhere, someone is messing with your ex thinking he found the perfect woman. I'll say that again, and we're almost to 1,000 likes. Somewhere, if you think you're having a bad day, somewhere, someone is messing, talking, fornicating with your ex, thinking that they got the prize. You understand? So if you find that guy, and that guy finds you and hunts you down, say, hey, man, here's a beer right here. Have a beer. Here you go. Good luck. No hard feelings. I don't want the bitch back. And uh, watch out for the left hook, <laughs> right? Because the left hook is coming. Man, please. I'm having a good day. I ain't never got to talk to the woman again. And But he does. He got to talk to her indeed. This ninja going to find out real quick. All right, this ninja going to find out real quick what the real deal is. They think she got a catch. I'm a lucky one. Okay, good luck. And you might, hey, listen, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Good luck with it. All right, what do we got next coming up here? We have, uh, what is this information here? Now, this is interesting is this part right here. This is interesting. It says dating coach says men fall off after getting to know you because you were not a good fit. Let's hear what this dating coach is. This is a female dating coach. All right, shout out to the female dating coaches. This is something that I actually talked about yesterday. So she's going to try to and coach the ladies to let the ladies know, just chill out. Even if the man sleeps with you, he might not connect with you. Let's let her explain it. Why do men pursue you and then the energy just fizzles out? Well, the answer is simple, because they got to know you. They might have been attracted to you physically, but once they got to know your personality, it just felt like you weren't a fit. Ladies, we have to stop demonizing men for doing what they're supposed to be doing while dating, which is determining if you're a good match for them. All right, interesting com conversation there. A lot of women don't understand that, and they'll be like, well, I did this to you, and I ducked your sick and swallowed your kids. All right, and you use me in my body. Well, no, not necessarily. Well, here's the thing. She actually is hitting on something that a lot of men have to understand. How could he open my heart up and give me false hope and sleep with me? Well, sleeping happens earlier unless you don't want it to happen earlier. You can actually hold out and not sleep with the guy. See how many men stick around. Not that many. Not that many. But you will get a guy that will stick around for the long haul. He'll hit them guts three to five times, maybe ten and then he'll really get to know you because his post-nut clarity goggles are off, all right? Now, all of a sudden, now that he got to know you, and in the three or four months that he stuck around you, he realized there's nothing there, all right? Much of it is he was just wanting to sleep with you. He was getting easy access, and now that he's finished busting a nut, he's done, and it's okay. I think it's okay. Unfortunately for women, they have to give up on something that matters, which is their body. But they can actually defeat this by actually showing that they have value before they sleep with the guy. All right, but you can't tell them nothing. They say it shouldn't matter. Well, it shouldn't matter that he slept with you and fell off. 
It shouldn't matter that he slept with you and found out who you were and you weren't that valuable to him anymore. I don't think it's usury as long as you believe body count doesn't matter. It certainly isn't usury for a guy to sleep with you and then all of a sudden fall off. All right, that's what he wanted to do anyway. And by the way, the women are like, oh, well, guys, uh, most men want to sleep with almost every woman. Even Lil Wayne said that in the song. And that song was real. I wish I could do what to every girl. If most men got the access to do something to almost any woman he could, he probably would for a period of his life. He probably would do it. No big deal. Mm. <laughs> All right. He would do it if he was able to get access. And at some point, he might stop doing it, right? There would be reasons for a guy to say, not me, coach. There would be reasons for you to stop doing it. Like, you might get scared. You might have an STI scare. You might not want to get a woman pregnant, random women pregnant, right? You might want to be responsible for where your seed is spread. You might have, like, you start having standards then. You know, you might realize it was a fetish. You might not want to bang every subpar woman. So eventually, you'll grow up, mature, and or um, pull back on even that activity once you're giving access, right? You might you might realize that uh, in the grand scheme of things, women aren't worth the headache. You might not be able to recover as fast. You might not have enough resources or time. There's a lot of reasons why people would pull back. They might want to find the one after they've had access and sold their royal oats. So this is a lot of times women don't understand this. And of course, women have to grow. Well, why would he sleep with me if he didn't like me? There's a lot of men that hate the women he's sleeping with. Hate her. Actually, he don't like her at all. He just puts up with her because the access is easy. That's it. If you shut the access down, you would shut the conversation down quick. It would be over, <laughs> right? And then, or he might look at the amount of work that he would have to put in to get access, and another woman will give easier access. I've been in that situation. I've been in that situation. I had one girl that I thought was completely my type, but it was just too much work putting into it, right? She liked to um, have foreplay arguments, and uh, she liked to go out and drink wine and go on walks. It was just too much. And anytime I thought about it or she gave me an invitation, it was always like, oh, man, damn, I got to do this. It's going to be a long night. I don't feel like it was just too much. So I'm like, it's just too much. I'll go for a girl that's a little bit less of my type than to deal with her. All right, <laughs> because you got to do too much. It was just too much energy. I was exhausted. She taking me to two in the morning just to get the first piece. All right, I'm like, oh, hell no. Did she want to go rounds? I'm like, bitch, it's 2 in the morning. I got to be up at 5. All right, so uh, a lot of people don't understand this. Unfortunately, when men tell this truth, inevitably, there will be a woman that says, well, not all men are like this. So I'm going to find the guys that aren't like this. Also, he's going to be tall, handsome, muscular, and filthy, rotten, rich. All right. Well, I'm going to be like, he's going to also be over 55 years old. All right. Then inevitably a guy will show up and he'll be like, yeah, well, not me, coach. I'm not like that. And that will give the woman false hope. Right. <laughs> You'd be like, all right, give the woman false hope. And then all of a sudden, then she's like, there are guys out here that don't think like you. You're just a mean, nasty old guy. Remember, I don't have to lie on here. 
I don't come on here to lie to y'all. I'm telling you like it is. And there's an 8 out of 10 chance that most men think this. They just can't say it. They just can't say it. All right, so let's go on to the, the next interesting clip here. This is a, oh, this is, oh, this is a nice young piece of chocolate here. All right, mm, I like it. Even though she's got a wig on, I, I, I like it. Ooh, and I like it. All right, uh, what does she got to say? 21-year-old ex-wife turned single mom, zero support system, leasing consultant by day, dancer by night, manifesting a life for my children. So the reason I'm going to play this is because this is what I was talking about earlier, probably yesterday, and I made this point uh, clear a lot. Many times when you see these people, women do moonlight. So again, there's the leasing consultant. She works at an apartment complex, but she also strips. She also a sugar baby. She also turns tricks, all right? AKA, she probably got an OnlyFans. But she keeps the leasing job as the cover of the front. Let's hear what she has to say. So I'm off work, finally. And I got like an hour between jobs. So I went and fed my kids and gave them a bath or whatever. And now I have to go back to work. I got to be there by 5.30. And then I don't get off until 6 o'clock in the morning. So I'm definitely exhausted, y'all. But nobody said it was going to be easy. And hard work definitely pays off. So... Honey, just grind and remember in the future you're going to see that it was worth it. Oh, man, what happened to her? Jesus, oh, Lord, is that her? God dang, man. Ay, ay, ay. Boy, she fell off fast. Wait a minute. Okay, that's better. Wait a minute. Is that her? Wait, hold up. Okay, they're, oh, no, this, they're showing different clips. Okay, that's not her either. Okay, wait a minute. What, what is these clips? Okay, so there it is right there. Okay, I can't tell who's who. All right, but, um. But uh, in this situation here, uh, this is interesting. Where's the daddy? Where's the baby? Where's the daddy at? Where is the father? I don't understand this concept. So she obviously was married. She has a, she's an ex-husband turned single mother. Okay. Um, does the father have any custody? Does he have part custody? Does he have visitations? What, where's the custody schedule? Because I don't understand where you're working a double shift and you're turning tricks and sucking people off too or giving them hand jobs. Where's the daddy at? Because you're where's or who are your kids with? Because you're like, I'm going to do this. It's going to pay off. Uh, you won't be able to keep this energy up for very long, but you know, you got 10 to 15 year run, 10 years. You got 10 to 15 year run. You, she'll, she'll do well. I'm pretty sure this woman will do well and people will fix this her mind. But why does this type of lifestyle exist when the father's not there? I know the father's available because you were an ex-wife. That means you were married to the guy. He's not a guy that could just run off like all of these straggle daggles want you to believe. He didn't just run off. I'm sure he fought for some custody, but you have a zero support. Where are your kids? <laughs> who's Who's... Who has your kids when you go from your leasing job to strip? That's what I want to know. But guys, I want to also tell you, remember I told you this the other day. This is a common double dip job. She's a widow. Nah, she says ex-wife. 
She would have said widow to get more support. She would have got a couple of memos and cash apps. But uh, what do I tell you about these jobs? Once you open your, not, not open your eyes. Once you're on the dark side, I'm going to tell you, man, the dark side is one of the most unbelievable things to join. But once you join the dark side, it's like, it's like the red pill on steroids. Once you join the dark side, you will never be able to see what, what's clearly being hidden in front of you. Okay. I've joined the dark side. Okay. So I can see things that you can't see. It's like they live. I got the glasses on. I can see things and you'll never see it like that. You'll be like, no way. I've seen some things. <laughs> I see some things. And here it is, guys. This is another one of these situations that I said. I even said this exact example. She's a leasing agent for an apartment complex, but she also flies to Las Vegas for the weekend. Also a scripper at night. So there's no turning back. There's even guys that want to argue about me on the dark side, and they sitting in pure light. They ain't seen no dark side. And I'm trying to tell you, the dark side is crazy, man. I know you're trying to rationalize and bargain with me and tell me I'm, I'm crazy. But look, leasing specialist and dancer. I'm telling you, that's a classic double dipper. And when you go search for an apartment, <laughs> you're going to go search for an apartment and you're going to see this woman. You're going to see this cutie. She's cute. All right. So I'm off. You're going to see her and you're going to be like, wow. You're so delightful. You're gonna be like, she's gonna be dressed in a nice corporate power suit. She's gonna have her heels rocking. She's gonna have her toes done. And you're gonna be like, hmm, I wonder how she gets paid. Does she get paid on commission? How does she survive? How does she afford that handbag? How does she afford to keep her makeup and her hair did and her wig installed? And you're gonna be like, how does she afford that jewelry? I bet you she has a rich boyfriend. I bet you she has a rich husband. How does she afford it? She'll be like, oh, I go here, I go here. You'll be like, how does she afford it? And, we, <laughs> sorry. And when you find out. Your rent's due, motherfucker. When you find out she on the dark side. Him, daddy. It will make sense. It's going to make sense. And you're going to go, damn, I never even saw it. But even then, I will tell you, oh, she on the dark side. I, if you were with me and we went to an apartment. Right, we we showed up to her apartment complex. Most ninjas wouldn't be able to put it together, and I would just basically say, "Oh, she on the dark side," and you'd be like, "No, she not." I'd be like, "Oh, yes, she is. I bet." No, she ain't. I'd be like, "Bruh, this woman's go. She goes on white men's boats during Fourth of July. <laughs> she be on. She'll be on old white men's boats." Like with several women. Old white married men, 60-year-old ninjas with gray hair on HS. Not smoothed out either. Gray nappy ass hair on HS. She be out there with her feet out in a bikini. And what happens out there in the marina, you wouldn't even know, man. Trying. You won't even have a clue. She be on white wolf's jock. All right, going crazy. With that little millimeter Peter, all right? And she be dropping her neck on it, coming back home, picking up her kids. Yeah, I'll just let you know, man. 
People don't see that dark side. And I'm sad that I have to bring this to the airwaves. But by, but by the way, I didn't bring it to the airwaves. She did. So don't be mad at me. There's a lot of guys that's going to be mad at me. But literally, there's her explaining she's on the dark side. Right there. She's she's confirming what I'm telling you. And I, she's not only confirming what I'm telling you. She's confirmed you, confirming what I already told you. I already done told you. All right. Listen. I already done told you. It's wild out here. They just got to do what they got to do. This is interesting. This is an interesting uh, married man. This is a married man right here. Um, let's go ahead and put him up on the screen. And it says, asking my husband if he loves me less because I'm not ready for segs almost three months postpartum. All right, she's not saying she has postpartum depression, but she delivered her child three months ago. If you don't know, typically a doctor physician will say, you need to wait about five weeks, maybe six weeks, to start back having um, start back having sex with your wife. Normally because there might be a rip or a tear or a cesarean section or something there that has irritated your wife and you need to get it back to healthy, okay? So... Typically, five, four, five weeks, six weeks. Now, some people, some women are healed prior to that, and she'll start being ready to take salami, all right, after about five or six weeks. Some people jump on it early and end up having Irish twins, all right? So if you have people that um, they're, they're separated by birth by 13, 14, 15, 16 months, that means y'all got busy pretty soon after the delivery, Pretty soon after the delivery. Now, here's the interesting thing. This woman has extended it out way past the six-week mark. She's now working on 12 weeks, and it doesn't sound like she's coming around. Doesn't sound like she's coming around, which is indeed what I say, the bait and switch. Somebody said real estate agents be on the down low. Yep, I already discussed that. Yeah, we talked about that in the thought professions. All right, and I worked in real estate, so you're right. All right. But um, this is called the bait and switch. This is called what? This is called she changes the game after the kids. So the kids are delivered, and now she's like, uh, sex is not important to me anymore. Uh, just wait to pleasure yourself. Just wait until I'm ready. Now let me play the video because this guy is going to respond to it, and she felt the need to publish this. Remember, I'm only playing what people publish. She felt the need to push this on the internet. And she's got 77,000 likes. Let's continue. But isn't it like, isn't it honestly, isn't it that like men have needs and like. No, that's some bull crap. I mean, of course we have desires, right? Don't tell me that I need to like basically put out soon. Otherwise you might cheat. Those boys who can shave use ultimatums and, and manipulation tactics to try to subjugate their woman. My gig, my job is to make sure that we are intimate, right? In a whole facet of areas and physical intimacy is important, but there's time for that. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh no. Poor guy. Oh my goodness. This is terrible. Oh, the humanity. Yo. Yo, (laughs) 
This ninja, he boning a lot of chicks on the side. He got a nice little pina there, too. She a nice little pina. All right. She look either Japanese or Filipina. She nice, too. All right. But now that now that the baby came, she didn't shut down the shop. She didn't shut down the shop. And this ninja. Oh, no, 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 no. Not me. I don't have any needs. I have desires, but no needs at all. Not me. No, I'll wait for you, honey. This ninja. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Press a one in the chat. Press a one in the chat. If you think he is got a 95% chance of getting some Pudusi on the side. All right. Press a one in the chat. If you think indeed this ninja got side bitches. All right. Because there ain't no way he has created a safe place. That's his safe place over there. Yo. Yo. <laughs> There's a 95% chance he getting some puss or never mind. He getting some from somewhere else. And matter of fact, he probably getting it from this girl right here. All right. Let me see if I can pull her up again. Yeah. He probably get that's, that's the side piece right there. Right. Please. All right. Press a two. If you believe he's a faithful man, press a two. If you believe he's a faithful man, I'll let y'all do it. He definitely jerking off. He definitely jerking off. So for the people who don't believe that married men be out here on OnlyFans with strippers, with prostitutes on Figueroa on, or, or on Aurora in Seattle, all right, if you don't believe it, this is a prime example, again, as to why a married man would jerk to prime, why a married man would go see a girl on Figueroa and drop that deck, why a guy would have a side chick. This is prime example, exhibit A. People don't understand that married men be going through droughts Droughts. Okay, droughts. Merry men be going through droughts, man. And this is a prime example. Three-month drought. Let me tell you, man, this ain't even healthy. This ain't even healthy. You got to get that seed out. You got to get that venom out. It ain't healthy for a man to go on a three-month drought voluntarily. Mm. Ladies, I'm going to tell you, it ain't healthy for a man to go on a three-month drought. His prostate going to shrivel up. All right, or swell up and get uh, inflamed. He need to get that venom out. All right, let me get to this dude one more time. But isn't it like, isn't it honestly, isn't it that like men have needs and like. No, that's some bull crap. I mean, of course we have desires, right? Someone told me that I need to like basically put out soon. Otherwise you might cheat. Those boys who can shave use ultimatums and, and manipulation tactics. This is terrible, man. What are you doing, fam? Like, stop. Stop. There's no way, man. There's no way. He lying his ass off. Look at him. You can't tell me he ain't smashing nothing on the side. To try to subjugate their woman. My gig, my job is to make sure that we are intimate. Right? Uh, yeah, right. right. In a whole facet of areas and physical intimacy is important. Oh, uh, yeah. Look at this face right here. What'd that mean? Yeah. Who thinks this ninja got a special friend? I think he has a special friend. I just wanted to say thanks. I'm glad you came along. Partner, I want to sing a song just for you. Because you're my special friend. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Special friend.
Yep. I think he got a special friend. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. But there's time for that. Mm. Mm. Hey, man, what kind of woman, what kind of, like, what is this where you're holding the phone, getting kisses? Kisses. I love you. Yeah, look at her. Oh, this poor woman going to get her heart broken. You're breaking my heart. Whoa. Breaking my heart. Pretty brown eyes. Yeah. All right. She, he brought the break her heart, fam. If this woman believes anything this goofy-ass ninja saying, she going to be heartbroken when she come home and catch him squashing and getting that venom out. She going to be heartbroken when she found out this ninja be going to the rub and tug, the Turk jerking Turk. Turk and Turk. Oh, man. Look at her. She all in delusional la-la land. This woman literally believes this shit. Let me tell you, man, this is crazy. <laughs> Somebody says, imagine knowing a couple that post this shit. Yep, cringe-topia unlimited. Facts. Intimacy is not only physical. Women be thinking this shit, man. Look. <laughs> Dude, what's wrong with women, man? Like, do you believe this? Okay, well, she's saying it's not only physical. All right, uh, spoken like a true woman. With men, it's mostly physical. Now, some of y'all ninjas need cuddling. Some of y'all ninjas need a mama and a warm embrace. But it's mostly physical with us. Now, we will get emotionally intimate for one or two reasons. Because we have to. We're forced to by force. Or we enjoy it, right? We have a, we're in a good place, a good space in our lives. We have time for that. This is crazy. This is crazy. Uh, let me see. Let me read another comment here to see if I can see what these. Okay. It took me. Oh, Lord. Uh, guys, this is the stuff that I warn you about. This is how sexist marriages start. It says right here. It took me almost six months to feel ready to start again. And my husband was also the sweetest, putting absolute zero pressure on me whatsoever. So happy for you. Yeah, man. This is how you're going to get into a sexist marriage because this is what's going to happen. What'll happen is she'll go through this drought. She'll be like, oh, I'm not ready yet. Okay. And then what'll happen is, what'll happen is the guy will get used to it. The guy's going to get used to it. He's going to be like, okay, I'll never depend on her. All right. So I'll have to get, I'll have to get my fix somewhere else. No dude is going to have his balls loaded for six months. Not one. There ain't one dude that's going to have his balls loaded up for six months. None. There ain't a woman on, there ain't a man on earth right now that got a balls loaded, pause, six months worth loaded up. Not, not one. All right. But here they go. They think men can do this. Oh, you still want my emotional intimacy. This is how husbands end up with OnlyFans girls. I've been telling y'all for a long time and y'all never believe me. And then she'll say, she'll say something like this. She'll let six months go by and she'll be like, okay, I'm ready. She'll sleep with you once and then say, well, you waited for six months last time. What's the pressure this time? She'll make your ass wait another two months and three months. She'll be like, you done it already. What, what's the point of you having sex? And then eventually you guys will get accustomed to not having sex with each other. Guys, this is classic 
sexless marriage. Then she will give it to you once or twice a month and be like, hey, you waited six months before. What's the big deal? What happened? And then you, as a guy, will just eventually, you won't fight her. You won't pressure her. But you'll just go out and get your fixes. You'll go out and rub and tug. You'll go out and jerk. You'll go out and uh, squashy. You'll go out and have side chicks. And then you'll never pressure her. And she's going to be like, but I just want somebody to hold me. I just want somebody to hold me. You'll stop holding her. You'll just stop even connecting with her because you're just used to it. And then it'll time will go by, and then she'll eventually want to reconnect. She'll get her, she'll get her 40-year-old surge. She'll eventually be like, okay, I want some now. The kids are like five, six, seven, eight. They, they, and then she'll be like, okay, I'm ready. How come you don't initiate? And then she'll say her husband is the sexless marriage. She'll say her husband is the sexist marriage. My husband never initiates with me. He never wants to sleep with me. I initiate with him, and he shows no interest. That's because he's done with you. He been done because you made him wait six months. And by the way, yep, he already checked out. Because you're like, ah, the first five years of your kid's, you know, upbringing, you were so focused on that. And you were like, I'll give it to you when I give it to you. Just say that. And then he'll eventually be like, I, I don't, I've, I've already, I've already depended on not getting any from you. So I've already checked out. Yeah, guys, I'm going to tell you, this is, this scenario is very common in marriage. And then she'll cheat. Then she'll find her work husband or she'll find somebody, a, a guy will come back from her past and then she'll go out and cheat. And then she'll say, well, you push me into his arms. You never show me attention. You never initiated. This is classic. This is classic uh, marriage, sexist marriage, and bait and switch. Mm. This is almost exactly, somebody said I did exactly that. Yep, it's going to snowball. I think initially, because he waited, what's going to happen is she's going to expect him to just wait until whenever she's ready. Now, some women will be like, well, that's what he's supposed to do. Well, listen, you don't know what consummating the marriage is. You have no clue. You're eventually going to ruin your marriage with this bullshit. You're going to ruin it. He's a man. Boys will never understand this. Good luck. Let me see how old this is. This is a woman. She's barely 25. All right. She's barely 25. All right. As a man in my 20s, I wouldn't be able to wait three months. I think he's older and slowing down. Yeah, he going to want some. Almost five months after my first PPD had a tight grip on me eight weeks after my second, currently eight weeks postpartum and not feeling it yet. Also cesarean section. All right. Yeah, this all wait, y'all. This is basic sense. If your man says or does anything else, he's not a man. He's a boy. Run. Yep. Keep telling yourselves that. All right, you go keep telling yourself that. See, a man, for some reason, is supposed to sit there and just wait. You guys don't know men. You guys don't know men. Listen, there's going to be only a few men that do this. All right? There's only going to be a select few men. And um, look, I mean, dude, some of these comments by the women, <laughs> it's crazy. The truth is sex is mistaken to be a physical need. But actually, underneath sex is the need for connection. <laughs> they be living in la-la land. It says the need to be seen, heard, etc. Your man truly understands what real intimacy is. And you are luckily 
lucky to have him. I mean, this sounds good on paper. This sounds good. And, and in fact, there's some truth in what she's saying. But she, this is La La Land. These are people who don't want to accept men. They want some man that they can neuter. They want a neutered guy. I'm going to neuter him and then get him on my sexual program. So sex is mistaken to be a physical need. All right. In fact, underneath it, oh, this is true, by the way. She says underneath sex is a need for connection. That That is not true. I mean, for women, it can be true. But for men, men need no connection to stick his prick in between your legs. Zero. Our connection is purely physical. With a small hint of emotional, small. A man could jump down a woman's throat right now and not know her name. Now, the sad part is, is this the healthy thing to do? I'm not saying it's the healthy thing to do, but they're trying to remove it and neuter the man and then get him on her program. This is why, dude, these are the women that, again, a woman says, I want to be married. I want to be married. I want to get married. These are the women right here. I'm a good woman. Co- I'm a good woman, coach. I want to be married. There, this is also what you have to dig out. And most of the time, you won't find this out until it's too late, a.k.a. the marriage will. Soon as then you find out, now you're stuck. These are the women. And I often tell a woman, she says, I want to be married someday. I was like, that's nice. Do you want to be a wife? What that mean? I don't care if you want to be married. I want to be a millionaire. But that means I got to sacrifice putting the work and probably get rid of some of the bad habits I have. That means I got to be dedicated. In fact, being a millionaire is not the accomplishment. It's the dedication. It's the process. Being a wife is the process. Being married is just a destination. You could be married tomorrow. Doesn't mean you're going to be a wife. Okay? Now, I want to hear women say, I want to be a wife. And that's what I don't hear. I don't hear women saying that. They're not saying, I can't wait to be a wife. I can't be a wife. I can't wait to be a wife to my husband. They're not saying that. They're just saying they want to be married. That's two different things. And they're implying that they're not going to do, be wives. They're saying that. Well, what do you mean by wife? Are you going to be a wife? Well, what's your definition of wife? Look it up. It's a very common definition. In fact, but if you want to tell me what boundaries I'm going to have for you, yeah, I can go ahead and explain what my expectations are. Doesn't mean these are women duties or wifely duties. These are my expectations of my wife. Now, if you don't want to do it, then you don't want to be married. And you'll probably find that my expectations are the same. Now, what you want is a partner. You want a partner, all right? Ninja, I don't want no partner. I don't need no partner. All right, here we go. Nigga, nigga, I said the N-word, N-word jar. Ninja, I got partners all across the damn United States, and I see them a lot or a little, but I don't need partners, all right? So anyway, yep. So again, guys, if you're not hearing that they want to be a wife, dodge day bullshit. I want to be married is not, a, that's just a destination. That says, I want to go to Costa Rica. That's all that means, all right? Which means she ain't going to put in what she need to put in to get over there 
to Costa Rica. She just want to go. All right, here we go. Here's a ticket. Now you're in Costa Rica. That's what she wants for your marriage. Here's the ring. Now we're married. Oh, wait, you're going to hold out for me on six months, three months. This is ridiculous. It's ridiculous, man. Anyway, do I have another video on this segment? We're going to get into parental alienation and then cuffing season. But do me a favor, hit the like button. I will get to these super chats in a minute. But first, enjoy this commercial. Many women say they are finding it very hard to find a man who makes as much as they do. But the country's declining marriage rate is due to the lack of financially eligible bachelors. Researchers say they are seeing a trend of women dating down, which what? means, you dating know, a man down. who... <laughs> this is just the reality of it. So women, you know, we're more educated now. We're going to hold off on the baby making. We're going to hold off until we get that great job. Really career driven. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with hoping that there's someone either on your level or higher than you. So before, right, it was okay when the man made more money to be the one to buy everything, to do, you know, treat you and all this other kind of stuff. And now that you make more money, you can't be that one because you're dating down. Dating down. I hate that. What is that? If there's a responsibility that comes with making more money, accept it. You wanted to make more money. Right. You know, are you going to find many men out there that makes as much as you do? Extra I could do bad by myself. Left to say. All right, time now. 5-11. Let's We back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to y'all, man. I appreciate y'all for being here. Let me get to these super chats and contributions. And then we're going to get to parental alienation. Very important, important subject matter for a lot of men, including Henry Brazilian. He's going to go through it. And I'm going to give you the playbook. Uh, Henry says she is setting me up to pay. What a minute. So she is setting me up to pay an extra $500 a month for tuition plus more for ballet. If I give it now, I have no wiggle room later to get out of it. You don't. Ninja, you got tough decisions to make. You got tough decisions to make. But just know, I'm going to tell you something, Henry. As a man that has gone through this bullshit, and this next chapter is going to be for you. Be prepared. She's got layers of shit that she about to unleash on your ass. I told you this. This is just one of them. You got a tough decision to make. You're going to ride this out and aid yourself Give yourself a coronary, a ruptured spleen, a, a lacerated liver, mental health issues, therapy bill. You're going to ride this out for 15 years. You're going to wash your hands. You're going to take control. W what you going to do? I'm just letting you know. This is it. She's got a long-term game. She's about to just unleash uh, venom after venom on you. This is not the end. <laughs> so make a tough decision here. Make a tough decision, but this is going to be a long ride for you. This is why God don't like ugly or divorce because it ruptures families. She's going to pull more shit about her, out of her hat. So what I'm going to tell you is uh, get to the point where you can predict her moves rather than react to her moves. All right, if you're going to stick this out and be with your daughter, which I'm not telling you to do or not do, what I'm telling you is be ready to predict her moves as opposed to react. By reacting, you take your attention off the things that can improve you and put them onto the little petty shit that she wants you to pay attention to. This is life-changing advice. Be resilient on this one. Don't let these little things bother you like this. All right? All right, because otherwise, yeah, man, it, I know it's going to be tough on your finances. It's going to strain you. 
It's little girl shit that she's doing, and she's going to win eight out of ten of these. Okay, get your shit up, get your bag up so that she can anticipate these little moves. But she's not going to stop because you called an attorney. She's not going to stop because the court said stop. Just so I'm, I'm just letting you know. She's not. Now, you can also just wash your hands of the situation and just say, leave it up to there. She calling you a deadbeat anyway. Then just pay the check and just keep it moving. All right, but predict, don't react. Predict, don't react. You got it. But just tell you, man, document her shit. Document her shit. Turn her in when you need to turn her in. All right, but it's going to be a little, it's not going to be an easy ride. Lord Lovesmith says, Hit me with the, I got money. Daniel Max says planning a trip for Thanksgiving instead of sitting on the couch stuffing myself with dirty at turkey. He says, peace, quiet, and freedom, free agent lifestyle. Thanks, CGA. Shout out to you. Run Forest Run. 11 is in the building. ACDC says that sister thought and plotting and yachting indeed. And she can come over here and I can fix as a bind every now and then. Danero Tranquello says, I lived in the high-end apartment buildings. I was at the wine bar next door, and the agents came in after work. They got drunk. Secrets came out. They would snort coca off of each other. <laughs> he says, those were my blue pill days. Crazy. <clears throat> Crazy. Face facts, men. Never listen to women that say they don't have a support system. It's a lie. Women can't do anything by themselves. They even, wait, that's, there's even a system for women to abandon their children called safe haven laws, indeed. Yeah, it's a it's a misnomer that they don't have a support system. And they can buy a support system. Shout out to Peruvian Heat. What's up, coach? Back in 2018, I sent the woman a DM on IG and never got a reply. Fast forward to last year, I saw her at a JUCO, at the JUCO, and I went over to her place with a fistful of 20s. It's crazy how they're doing this. They've been doing this all along. Welcome to the dark side. A lot of guys don't know that. You'd be like, white girls don't pay attention to me. Well, they on the dark side. They're not going to pay attention to you. All right? It's sad. But shout out to Jonathan S. with the co-sponsorship. Shout out to you. I'm rich, bitch. Hey, he says, Coach, this is off topic, but I found your... Uh, I found you from an interview you did with Better Bachelor. You and Joker are the only guys in this manosphere I watch daily. I wish I had access to this wisdom 15 years ago. Thank you very much. And shout out to Joker, Better Bachelor. All right, good guy. All right. Japari P, he says, what are the seven? Wait, what about seven retention? I think you meant semen. It says seven. That's why I'm confused. What about, what about semen retention or saving for marriage? What about it? All right. I mean, people can do it. That's not something that, you know, I would push people to do, but there are other people that think there's powers that you can get from it. But uh, saving it for marriage is something that you possibly do. You do it anyway, inadvertently. Most men do it up for 13 to 15 years. Okay. But once you've already popped that cherry, it's going to be hard for you to go without. Especially in a marriage, it doesn't make sense. Like anybody knows pheromones, you're going to be aroused if a woman's sleeping in bed with you. Right? You can have all the semen retention you want, but if there's a woman naked or halfway naked, partially naked in your bed, most of the time you're going to be aroused by her. Once you're aroused, good luck. Once you're aroused, good luck. But if you're sleeping in separate bedrooms, right? 
I, I haven't heard one man say they practice semen retention with a woman sleeping in the bed. Mm. <laughs> right? Show me a guy that says, I practice semen retention, and he got a naked woman sleeping next to him for five months. I haven't heard that. I heard people say they got semen retention and they single and they sleep on a damn futon by themselves. All right. Anyway, anyway. All right. Uh, a naked woman will do some things to you. Shout out to John says, that's funny. I used to date Shy's mom. LOL. She was living with me in Detroit. Hello. Mm. What's Shy doing? All right. Where we at here? AC says, coach, if wives can't sleep with their husbands for whatever reason, why can't they outsource the job to someone who can, like her sister or a friend? Well, at least I would tell her to outsource the, the job, right? Outsource the job, which if she doesn't, she's actually indicating that physical intimacy is, intimacy is important, right? Because if she says, if I says, okay, listen, all right, if you can't be available to me, I'll have another woman to do so. And she'll say, no, why? Why, why don't you want me to do it? You'll say, well, because I don't want you to sleep with another woman, a.k.a. you think physical intimacy is important. See, it wasn't important until I said I'm going to stick my prick in another woman. Now it's important. Make up your mind. Make up your mind, for real. I mean, come on. You can't have it both ways. You can't say it's not important until I want to throw it over here. All right, now you don't want me to do it. DJ says, if sex is so meaningless to women, why get mad when he relieves himself with another woman? Girl math. So you beat me to it. Yep. So again, they want to play this game. Well, it is not that important. I think it's about control. You got to understand women be playing control. They got control issues. It's mostly about control. All right. Yeah. All right. It is what it is. If it's not that important, why are you mad when he goes to another woman to get that same exact thing? Now, I know I understand why you're mad. Is because you want to be monogamous. But men aren't naturally monogamous. Can a man be monogamous? Yes. He can be if he wants to be. But usually he's, he doesn't want to be. He's forced to be. Or it's enforced upon him. Those are the only two four types of monogamy. There's, there's kind of a third one, but it's a small percentage of men who says, I just can't imagine cheating on my woman. That's a very small percentage of men. They exist. They exist, but most of the time he exists like that because he doesn't want her to cheat. So is it that he doesn't want to cheat or doesn't he doesn't want her to cheat? Because he might say, I, I want to cheat on my girl because I don't want her to do that to me. That's not a choice. I mean, it's a choice, but it's not a choice that you want to be monogamous for your own good. It's well for her good It's for your own good because you don't want that done to you. That is not a natural choice. That sounds like enforced or forced, right? He might say, you know, I don't, I, I'm going to be monogamous because I don't want to lose my kids in a divorce. Enforced, all right? So anyway, let me see here. Shout out to Henry says, she's trying to get me to pay 1,000 a month in child support. All right, what are you paying now? 500? All right, O-T-O-B-O. Henry Resilient, sorry you're going through this horrible divorce. Western women are demon, demonic serpents, indeed. Indeed, the quiet story says, uh, Henry Resilient coach is right. You're always playing defense is a losing game. Stay strong, brother. All right, I always knew my ex was going to act up. All right, she didn't have a good poker face. 
All right, she didn't have a good poker face at all. Now, we weren't very pleasant with each other. I'm just giving you advice. We weren't very pleasant with each other throughout our divorce, but I could tell when she was up to something. I could tell because when she start acting mousy, all right? And I would even tell people, I would tell my mother, I was like, she's up to something because she can't hide it. It's written all over her face. When nothing's bothering her, she would be semi-cordial, like at least partially. She'll say hi, you know, she'll nod her head, hi. That means her money's good. She's in a good space. She might be dating someone. She might get in some sex. She might like the fact that the kids leave week on, week off, and she's doing good. Then I can tell when she gets mousy, she's closed off. She don't look, she can barely look at me. Right? She start as my kids got older, she started having secret conversations and shit. Right? Walking over to them. Um, women are very predictable. Right? And as soon as you see this, they're up to something. Right? And I would tell them, oh, she's up to some shit. Watch. And, dude, it would take three weeks, and I would figure it out. I'd get a lawyer. She'd take me into court, or she'll child support to call me. Some, some bullshit will come up. Something will come up. And it was like clockwork. I knew when she was up to no good, it was like clockwork. So I would get ready. I would be like, here we go. Let's get ready, because she's about to do something. And inevitably, boom. So you can always see negative energy. You can see when a person's negative. All right. And when when stuff is going where she can't get control of it, she was fine. She wasn't cordial, she but she was just enough where I could be like, but then when I knew I knew she was up to no good, I like, here we go. And then dude, it never has failed me one time. That instinct, I saw her, I saw it in the last 10 years, it has never failed me. So, guys, this is not just me. You can find that with every woman. In my opinion, and I'm giving you life-changing advice, okay? Hold on. I'm going to tell you something. This is what I used to tell, uh, this is what I used to tell um, when I coached. All right, I was more of an offensive coach, but defensively, I thought defense was about what you had in your desire, your heart, all right, how, many, how, much willing, how much you were willing to sacrifice, risk, and function as a team unit. I used to tell my team the best defense is defenses that dictate what the person is going to do instead of react. I want you to listen. Listen to me because this is a blue chip. This is life lesson. Dictate what the team is going to do, not react. See, defenses that think that they're unstoppable, that react, are always going to get killed out here. Because what you think is, I'm going to play the perfect defense where the other team has no options. Well, if you coach basketball, you know good and damn well that that ain't true. You're going to give up 80 points regardless as soon as you step on the floor. That means your defense is not perfect. So I can put a defense out there that I can give the offense this much. I'm going to give them this. So if I press full court, inevitably, they're going to get a couple of layups, two on one, three on two. They're going to give up. A, they're going to get a couple of layups. I know this. Some team people think, hey, coach, they could score in all these layups. I know that. I'm pressing. I know they're going to score layups. That's a risk of me pressing. But eventually, you would hope that that wears them down. Eventually, they'll start blowing layups. Eventually, their conditioning will catch up. Eventually, they're not taking threes. They're taking twos. 
I know they want to shoot threes. I'll just press them, let them get layups. Then I keep the score closer. See, a good defense gives them something and dictates what they're going to do. A bad defense says, I'm going to stop anything you throw at me. Nah. You can't stop anything that throw that you throw at them. I know this. Everybody knows this. You're going to get scored on. But I'd rather live by the sword or die by the sword. I'd rather say, I'm going to give you these shots instead of trying to stop every shot. You're not going to stop every shot, right? You know they're going to get some shots off. Now, what I can do is say, I know these shots are going to come from here, and then I'll let that happen, but you ain't going to get no shot in the paint. You ain't going to get no shot driving in here getting an easy finger roll layup. You ain't getting that because I'm going to lay you on your back. Come in here with that layup shit. Come in here with that drive the middle of the paint and think you ain't going to get touched. So you can't pitch shutouts, especially when you're dealing with a human being. I'm not trying to hit no shutout. All right, what I'm trying to do is maybe limit how much time you have the ball. If I press you the entire game, you only have the ball seven seconds. If I let you set up your half court and react, you got the ball for 30 seconds, and you can set your little screens, and you can roll open, and you can run your little offense like you practiced all week. But you didn't practice running up and down the court the entire week. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't, but you didn't practice that shit. So I'm going to get you doing something you ain't practiced. So it's kind of like, this is what I tell people. Play defense, dictate what they're going to do. I'm going to give you this and only this. You better be good at it. If you ain't good at it, I'm going to beat you. If you happen to be good at whatever I'm giving up, then I better adjust my defense. All right, but you play defense not reacting, you dictate. You dictate. That's the best defenses. That's why you have a 4-3 defense, football. All right, what's going to be happening? You have a zone defense, 4-3 defense. You're going to have gaps. You're going to have places where the receiver going to catch it. You got to get that shit up. Then you have a defender that can corral that guy, tackle him eight yards. All right, now you better run the ball well. So, guys, just always never react to people. Always dictate what people can do to you. If you feel you can't dictate, Ninja, you need to go ahead and like the art of war, evade, don't deal with them, wash your hands, walk off, okay? This is life. That was a blue chip. That's a blue chip. And it's a mentality. Because then people will be like, you letting her get away with that? I'll let them have that. Let them have that little shit. She want an extra $100, let them have that little shit. I'm playing a long game. All right, because I'm going to press that ass. As soon as she thinks she's getting that little 100, I'm going to put the clamps on that shit. All right, anyway. But you're not going to stop them. You can only hope to contain them. Let me, let me get back onto this show. All right, anyway. Wow. That went somewhere. CJ says women don't like to call each other out on their BS because they know others, uh, they know each other's dirty secrets, and they know if a woman lies, other people, especially men, are more likely to believe them facts. Well, that's the yeah, female staying on code. JC says, my Indian friend visited his white fiance in Cali and said he saw what looked like two naps <laughs> on her pillow. He sent a picture, and it was ninja naps. He asked her if she had a black friend, and she said only a coworker named Malik. <laughs> facts. All right. Wow. Yeah. Malik done been over and uh you had she had a white fiance. Yep. Indian dude got yep. 
the contractor morning coach. Last week, the ex-baby mama put my daughter in cheerleading, so I called the school, which I pay, and canceled. Now I'm a bad father. I can't see or speak to them. Just more. He said, just pay and move on. All right. Why did you cancel it? Jones G, shout out to you, says, thanks, coach. We need this content as men. I'm teaching this while, you know, I'm the leader of men right here. Shout out to Cam. Appreciate you, man. Did I get James? James doubling up here. Appreciate you. And he says, yes, sir. Let that baggage go to keep your bag. Let the baggage go. Guys, guys, we cannot out petty women. Chris says he will never win a championship. <laughs> All right, here we go right there. Raphael says the Juco fund maestro coach. All right, I'm catching up on some. You got to win the championship. Remember, you can lose a quarter. You can lose a half. You can lose a game. Doesn't mean you're not going to win the long game. Let's win the championship out here. And sometimes we're going to win and lose quarters. It's all right. Shout out to, uh, we're going to call you. Zell, Z-E-L says, been telling dudes at work to leave his single mother's strag since April after I put together all the red flags for him. This was before she got crazier and started hitting him and broke his nose. And get this, she's also a leasing consultant. Boy, I tell you. I tell you. It's a cold, cold world out here, man. Cold, cold world. Uh, let me see if I can get some PayPals before I get way too far behind. Appreciate that. Uh, I'm not too far behind. Okay, okay, okay. We got Kaylin. I'm going to get back to the show here. Are we going four hours today? Might. Kaylin says, waiting months to have sex after having a baby is a perfect example as to why monogamy for a purely, from a purely a sexual standpoint doesn't benefit men. This is not to poo-poo women being pregnant, but it is a disadvantage for men to wait a long time. It is. I mean, I, I mean, I, I inevitably think they're going to end up somewhere where they don't want to be. All right. It sounds good on paper. All right. Shout out to Andrew says, Coach, you were dead on correct on yesterday's stream when you talked about white women and their BS. Their passive aggressive style, hypergamy, and entitlement is off the charts. And this is coming from a white man. Also, the pool boy throttling the wife example yesterday happened to a friend of mine when he came home early from a business trip. CGA is the best in this space. And thank you for all that you do for us. Appreciate it, man. Hey, in, in reality, man, we're just human beings. All right. We're human beings. I make mistakes. I actually look at the flaws that I have and their character flaws. I'm not a perfect individual. All right. So I accept where I have flaws and I try to not let those flaws be the major part of my representation. I say, okay, these are flaws. I either accept it, work on it or um, change it. All right. And I let the dominant things that I do dominate. Now it's not going to all, all people aren't going to be happy with who I am. And I also say, I'll lose those people. I don't care. Right. And I'm not saying this out of cope. I'm just saying I, I'm not for everybody. You'll grow into believe that. But when you try to please everybody, just know everybody's different. They're looking for th different things. I can't be that to you. I can't be your hero. And I can't disappoint you either. So if I'm not who you need me to be and you continue to associate with me, I'm going to disappoint you. And I would I'd tell you, I'm going to either disassociate with you or you should disassociate with me if I can't be but everybody's trying to pitch a perfect game out here everybody's trying to please everybody else I can only please me look out for personal me numero uno primo the one 
the only, that's the only person that I'm beholden to on this planet Earth. And this is the only life that I was granted. Thank you to my mother and daddy. But I'm only here to please personal me. Now, I'm also here to be a support system for people who I bring in. Other than that, all bets are off. I'm not here to please any goddamn body but myself because I only report to myself. I'm only responsible for myself and nobody else responsible for me. I don't care what you think you can offer me. I tell you what I'm going to give you. You don't tell me what you're going to give me. And if you believe it's that way, that's what it is. I tell you what I'm going to accept from you. You don't tell me what I'm going to get from you. All right, I'll give you this. Well, I'll take zero. All right, but I'll tell you what you need to give me to keep this thing going. Guys, this is a bigger game. I'm just letting you know. This is what it is. Not a lot of people can get there because you just fear losing people. I don't know why you fear losing people. Trust me. I've moved all across this country seven or eight times. I've lived in seven states. I lived in a lot of major cities. I visited 49 of the 50 states. I've been to 15 countries. There's people everywhere. I've made friends, networked, Ninja, I didn't left people behind, guys. They still right there where I left a monkey ass. They ain't did nothing. They ain't changed nothing about themselves. They still the same people. Now, I can't say the same about me, but I know when I got somewhere else, there was ass, titties, pudussy. There were network. There was business opportunities. There was money. There was a whole bunch of bitches. There was a whole bunch of pretty hoes. There was women. There was wives. But y'all scared to cut people off, Ninja. There's people everywhere. By the, by, and not only that, not only that, what Kaylin was talking about, in terms of your children and monogamy, this is why monogamy doesn't work, all right, for men. It's not in our best interest. Now, economically, another reason why you choose monogamy is because you can't afford any other relationship structure, which does give me an indication that monogamy is not a choice. It was your only option. But a lot of people ain't seen their kids in 20 years. And they still march on. A lot of people have multiple children by multiple women and they see and have good relationships with them. But when you choose one kid, one wife, ninja, you pigeonhole. You stuck. Now all of your energy got to pour into them. And of course, because you love that child, she knows that that's what's going to affect you. So she alters the child. She sabotages the child. She drowns the child. She kills the child because she knows that can get to you. This is the story of La Llorona. But if I got other kids and she takes that kid, okay, have that one. I can have another one just like the other one in nine months. I can have another wife tomorrow. I can have another bitch in my bed today. Quick. But some people can't even afford monogamy. Again, monogamy is a choice that you guys have been accustomed to because that's all you can afford or you're forced into it or it's enforced on you. You're playing by those rules. Now, that's going to 95% of the people listening to me, Ninja, you ain't got no choice. That's where you're going to be. But most of y'all can't even get monogamy, male or female. You can't even get it. Matter of fact, some of you guys live 40 years and you ain't had it yet. <laughs> you've had it you haven't had it yet 
You haven't had one piece of monogamy work, but here you guys go. Playing this game. Keep playing the game if you want. I've lo- I left that game a long time ago, and I'm very happy, <laughs> right? And I'll be having junior college girls, and I'll be having fun, and I'll be traveling, and I'll be having spending a couple of dollars. It's cheaper. Jesus. But it's a mindset. I know not everybody could get there. But keep making this shit work, and it's not workable. It's only wreckable. The results of monogamy for just about everybody has been wrecked experience overwhelmingly. And then you finally got to the one now that you want to say, well, now I got my woman. Okay, let me set the clock. Or the woman will say, now I got a husband and he loved me and he put up with my shit. All right, set the clock. I guarantee you anybody that says that to me, 70% of y'all won't even know each other in 10 years. It is what it is. But look, man, hey, I'm only here for the truth. I'm not here for that fuddy-duddy-ass hope strategy, make me feel good, impossible mission, utopianism, and the perfect world. I'm not here for it. I'm only here for what's real, what I can change, what I can dictate, what I can make happen. That's all I'm, that's all I'm here for. Everything else, I don't got no time for that shit. Anyway. Choose your life. Guys, one more thing. I know I'm going off. Do you guys realize this is your one goddamn life? I I hate to say this. Think of the stuff you're stressing about. The stuff that stresses you controls you. And this is how you spend your life. Every day. We got virgins here in incels can't get one woman and that dictates how you feel about yourself. I think that's sad, but it is the reality for a lot of men. You have men that have been through tragic trauma, traumatic divorces and is considered still considered to be the deadbeat. And you're letting petty games by women who are not the strongest creatures on this earth, but they're let you're letting them be petty against you. And it's affecting you every day. As if there was nothing else that you could be doing all day. Listen, you know how much stuff you can do every day? You know how stuff you can think about every day? And you letting this shit, like what is the, okay, say you get it under control. Whatever this woman's doing to you and your child, say you got it under control. What else would you do with your life? Think about those things and that's what you should be doing with your life. Everything else will work out. This is one chance. And you got here luckily. Just think about the things that had to happen for you to get here. The things that had to happen for you to be breathing right now. And you letting this petty bullshit, this one individual that you dumped your semen in control you. Because you loved her. And you fell out of love like clockwork. Now she has your seed. And this demon is going to sabotage and destroy them to get back at you revenge-wise. She chose violence. Let her destroy the kid. You can't stop her from destroying the kid. She wants to destroy the kid. I can't stop her. Nobody can stop her. But the reality is this. For you to be here, 
Your, your father had to meet your mother. He had to see her. Then he had to engage with her, run game, get her to open her legs. He had to be able to skeet in her guts. These are all impossible things just from the rip because most of y'all can't even make that happen. But it happened. She lied on her back. Meow. Let your daddy go in Roski. Skeet in her guts. Not only that, she had to incubate the kid. The, the sperm had to get into the egg. Mission impossible. That shit almost fails inevitably millions of times. Okay. Then the sperm had to get to the egg. Get to the egg. She had to incubate the baby safely for nine to ten months. Not lose the child. Not die in birth. Deliver the baby healthy. You had to come out with 10 fingers and 10 toes. You beat the odds. Then you had to stay alive to the point where you are today, which is a, which is for some people is a mission impossible. Some people don't even make it to 25. So you made it to where you are today. This is a mission impossible. You achieved the, you beat the odds. Not only that, many of you were born in America, which was a major advantage. Whether you're white, black, brown, Puerto Rican, or Asian, tremendous advantages that you have. You have food most of the time. Most of y'all could have ended up down your mother's throat and spit out into a napkin or ended out into a napkin with your father jerking. Just understand the odds of you being here. Your mother could have deleted you. Your mother could have sold you. In the sex slavery, you could have been kidnapped in the 17, 18 years you were a child. And you made it. You could have been shot in gang violence. You could have got an STI and died like Easy e You could have get shot like Tupac. I'm just telling you, you could have been early termination of pregnancy. She could have went to Pan Parenthood and sucked you out in a vacuum cleaner. It's... The odds that you're here, it's a miracle. It's a miracle that you're sitting here. And here you sucker MCs go complaining about some bullshit and you letting your ex-girlfriend, ex-wife needle you and bug you. She's so inconsequential. And as to the direction of your life, yeah, she can affect your child. But that bitch on some petty shit, she ain't going nowhere in life. She going nowhere. Trust me, the little stuff she's doing to distract herself, she's only doing that because she's a loser. She ain't going nowhere else in her life. She's a loser. And yes, you impregnated a loser. Take that L. You impregnated a loser and you put your child's life into a hand of a loser. Well, sometimes we mess up. But what I ain't going to do is let this loser uh, take control of my life from across the world, across the country, across the county, across the city, because she want to be on some petty shit. Let her be a loser. She ain't going to win this long game. She ain't going to win this long game. Let that woman be a loser. And if she happened to make your kids a loser, well, most kids are losers. So it ain't going to be no different than the loser ass kids out here anyway. It ain't going to make no difference. You got another loser kid. There's, there's tons of them out here. Ain't nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Look at the kids today. Look at these goddamn losers. They was going to be probably a loser anyway, but listen, especially if they wasn't listening to you. 
But don't let these little people drag you down. The world is big. This is why the passport bros. This is why me. I told you in 2018, you better start traveling. Open up the world. Realize there's a big ass world out there. There's a lot of money to be made. There's a lot of people to know. There's a lot of women you're going to sleep with. There's a lot of opportunities out here. And you out here distracted by some loser. All right. Because why? Because she a Jezebel. She could say the same about you. She could think you a loser. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, you got to switch your mindset for real. Hit the open road. Read my book, The Free Agent Lifestyle. Take a weekend trip. Clear out the cobwebs. Get outside. Touch grass. Touch a little ass. <laughs> All right, anyway. Dude. One more thing, <laughs> one more thing. Dude, you're going to take your kid. And most people have raised in two parents and they're losers out here working that subway and shit. So it ain't going to matter. You're going to put all of that emphasis, fight, 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 fight. And your kid ain't going to be shit anyway. Now think about that. that the possibility of that is extremely high. You're going to send them to private school. You're going to put all of this in there. You're going to give them opportunity. And they ain't going to do shit by the time they 18 anyway. So, dude, it's a, it's a luck of the draw. Sometimes you get a kid that's super motivated, like I. I was super motivated. I wasn't taking no shorts. But then you got kids out here flipping burgers for $20 an hour at McDonald's. And they're going to ride that shit out and act like there ain't no other jobs around here. I don't get it, but people do it. And there's a lot of losers out here, and we need burger flippers. We need people to mop floors. We need people to drop fries. We need people to go out here and pump gas. We need people to bag groceries. So let them go do it. It ain't under my control, but I do need you to bag them groceries. If that's what you do, and I need you to bag them right, double bag them, and make sure that damn bottle don't go through the bottom of my... <laughs> we need these people, man. And if this one of your children, let it be. <laughs> hey man there's a lot of men who have been highly successful gave their kids the world and they went out there and destroyed it they went out there and destroyed it anyway people in here <laughs> people in here are mad they like what is this they hear mad. You can be mad if you want, Ninja, but the proof is in the pudding. Hey, man, there's only a few exceptional people. There's only a few extraordinary people. And I'm the extraordinary person. I'm the star that you hit your wagon to. I don't follow none or nobody. I certainly don't wipe an adult's ass, and I barely wipe a kid's ass. At the end of the day, everybody got to stand up on their own, too. If you want to ride with me, you better ride with me and follow this lead. If you want to buck, Ninja, I'm going to let your ass buck in the cage or in your room by yourself. Good luck. If you want to fight against me and go against the grain, you fight an exceptional, extraordinary human being. You're going to lose just on God's principles. You're going to lose. And this is the truth. And this is what I believe. And this is what I know, understand, and accept. You can reject it. But it's still my reality, and the reality has given you the receipts. There's nothing need to be said. There's only what needs to be shown, and you can see it. 
Now, you know me, you don't know anybody else. That's what you know. If you, if you would have had another exceptional human being that was next to me, you would see them, but you don't. There's a reason for that. <laughs> anyway, you're looking at the star of the show. I'm the headliner. I'm the man with the know-how and the name. I'm the principal. I am the one. Primo. Uno. <laughs> and that's all what needs to be said. Everybody else is in the back of the line. This life is a competition at all times. Anybody who doesn't want to compete, whether it be your wife, your ex-wife, your girlfriend, your babies, your children, your mama, if they don't want to compete, step to the side because I'm competing. Every day I wake up, this is a competition. And if you don't think so, go live in a third world country. Go live in a country that gets bombed by other countries. The competition is called survival. That's the competition. That's the game we play every day. Survive. Now, some people survive off of trying to steal from another person. Some people survive trying to be a parasite or a leech to the social system of welfare. Some people survive off of attaching to another person. Some people survive on their own. But some people don't survive at all. Some people just exist. It couldn't be me. And I know if I see a person that's dead on the inside and they're a zombie, I sure as hell ain't going to let no zombie, parasite, dead person affect the living, affect the extraordinary. It ain't never going to happen. So you could decide, Henry. You could decide, fellas. You're going to let a person that's dead on the inside, a leech, a symbiote, a parasite, a consumer, you're going to let them affect you? Or are you going to dictate how they can affect you? Never going to happen. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Most people underachieve in their entire life. They underachieve. They underachieve their whole life. You ain't going to let that happen to me, fam. Not I. I'll die. He said, get rich or die trying. I'll die trying to achieve and survive before I sit out there and let somebody else tell me what I'm going to do. <laughs> Especially when it comes to women. They're off the, listen, I'm going to tell you something. If you're following women, you losing as a man. Now, I'm not saying this is because of women, but there ain't no way in the world, in the order of the world, in the order of the last 10,000 to 20, 30, 40,000 years of the planet Earth, the 93 million square miles has a man ever won following a woman. And I don't care if it's 2023 or 2023 BC, you losing if you following a woman, period. Now, if you can take that path, if you want, it ain't going to be as fruitful as trying to forge your own path. Good luck. Now, if you want to take that path, go take it. And you can go up there and limit yourself to 80 grand in your entire life. And you can limit yourself to mac and cheese and chicken fettuccine and shrimp scampi and Popeyes. If that's what you want to do, go ahead. But I'd rather live this life out to the fullest. 
I'm just saying this as a man. It ain't going to happen. And women ain't going to let it happen for that much long either. They ain't going to let you leech off of them. At some point, they're going to want to follow a real one. That's why they keep asking for it. Too bad that they messed their programming up. It's too late for many of them. <laughs> the 193 million. You're right. It is the not, not 93, the 193. But anyway, I'm just saying, do you out here or screw you? I don't know what to tell you. Let's get back to the show. Not a lot of people are built to deal with you. Not a lot of people are built to deal with you. They can't handle me. And it's not a negative. You just couldn't handle me. Like you just weren't ready to deal with somebody that's super ambitious, that don't want to take the bare minimum. If you wanted to get let off the ride, get off the ride. But what you ain't going to do is stop this train. The train's loaded, and we got another station to go to. The boat's loaded, and we out set for sale. Chips ahoy, ninja. Ships ahoy. All right? If you don't want to be in a boat, that don't mean you get to stop the boat. Boat's loaded. Ships ahoy. We set sail, maiden voyage, and we leaving on time. Oh, we don't make return trips. So if your ass got off the boat or the train or the bus, your ass ain't getting back on. <laughs> right? Hey, look, I got a bunch of this, man. I got a bunch of this. I'm just letting you know, man, this is me. You're getting a real me. Now, most of the time, these things go off in my head. All right? But luckily, I get to express them. Only 1% of the people that will listen to this will get it and make the adaptation. The rest of you uh, will be flipping burgers and cooking hash browns tomorrow morning. <laughs> Chips ahoy. And, don't, and when you leave people behind, Ninja, it is what it is. You can catch up. <laughs> you can catch up or your ass can stay back there. But if you chose to stay back there, it is what it is. No round trips. Chips ahoy, ninja. Mm. <laughs> All right. It is what it is, man, bruh. That's how I live my life anyway. Chips ahoy up in this mother sucker. They're going to be dropping hash browns in the morning. All right. Talking about, I ain't listening to that ninja. All right. Go ahead. Drop them hash browns and put some salt on my shit. All right. I need your ass. I need your ass to cook them hash browns so I can get in the drive-thru. <laughs> and I need you to beg for $20 an hour to F up the economy for everybody else that ain't doing shit. And just because you're sitting in the air-conditioned office, you think it ain't going to affect you. It's going to catch up to your ass, too. So push them papers and pencils around, all right, and sharpen them pencils, all right, and take that notes and have all the meetings you want. I need y'all to have meetings because that means you ain't out here doing shit, all right, but... <clears throat> I need you to be in a three-hour meeting a day. I need you out here dozing off in your meeting. I need you out here because that means there's less competition for me. Go out there. <laughs> go out there and sit there and put your data entry in. All right, go ahead. That means I win another day. <laughs> All right, anyway, I need you in that meeting talking about all right, the infrastructure and the fractional, refractional, distinctional, distinctional. Yeah, I need you in there with that shit. Yeah, they don't want to hear this. The views drop 150 because they want. They don't want to hear this shit. They want me to be feeling bad about myself. Hey, man, I would never do that. I can never let you do that to me. 
All right, anyway. Now let's get back into this parental alienation shit. You know what I mean? People want that. Competition getting weaker by the day. I need you fat. I need you fat out here with your high cholesterol and blood pressure. I need you out here on medication. I need you sitting in therapy sessions with a loser. All right, I need you that. I need you with that loser-ass therapist with the initials behind their name. I need you in there listening to that old-ass white woman giving you therapy lessons. I need you out here. I need you out here losing. I need you out here losing. All right, I, I need you out here giving up on life. I need you out here not getting over past shit, bringing that shit up, trying to unpack it. I need you out there because that means I get to win. <laughs> I need you out here doing your mental work. Go ahead. All right. Why you doing it? <laughs> Why you doing your mental work, working on some shit that happened in 1987? All right. I'm pushing forward. <laughs> Gee, somebody, we got a, we got a therapist in here right now. Coach is exactly right for me. And he says right here, oh, you deleted it. But it's all right. I got you, brother. I need you out here taking mental health meds. Saw you out here zooted. I need you out here saying you got all this, uh, I, 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 got, I got ADHD and I got MDHD. I need you out here thinking you a loser. All right, because that means I keep it going. I need you to heal your inner child. I need you to go out there and get therapy for your divorce. I need you out here not getting over your last relationship. I need you out here losing, all right? That means I win. Every day you go in there and pay $275 an hour, I win. You lose. <laughs> I need you ordering fast food. I need your ass plumping up 90 pounds in a year. I need your ass going on a diet. <laughs> you know what I mean? I need that shit. I wake up, and I wake up, and I know more people choose to take an L. <laughs> what is going on here? I need you complaining that you can't get no woman. I need you out here spending beyond your means. I need you out here turning tricks to try to pay your rent. I need you. Your rent's due, motherfucker. <laughs> I need you smoking blunts and stopping by the damn uh, distillery. I need you getting drunk. I need you getting drunk on Saturday and Sunday. I need you at the nightclubs. <laughs> yeah, this that toxic shit. I need you getting drunk, drinking. <laughs> Come on, man. This a competition. This a business. Stop. Mom's parental alienation. Let's get into this right here. <laughs> All right. Hey, be mad if you want. Where we at here? Check this woman out here right here. Parental alienation. I don't know if we'll get to the subject matter today. All right. Moms who pack broken or old clothing to visit dad. All right. These are common parental alienation tactics that women do that they get away with. Let's play it. Remember the video I did about how mothers intentionally might not pack what the child needs to go to dad's house? Listen to what this lady commented. She said, 
Some people are failing to recognize that some mothers do this intentionally. The child could not lack anything at dad's home, but an alienating mother chooses to pack a bag for them so that dad's house belongings are viewed as less than or inadequate, furthering the idea that dad's house is just a visit, not a home. I've seen this firsthand, intentionally sending the child in ill-fitting or destroyed clothing, shoes, so that we would have to provide these right away for the child. We wouldn't deem these as suitable to be seen in public with. We've started picking up on this and having to pack the child a pair of shoes for pickups after this is being done to us so many times. Sometimes you don't know what these things are about until you experience them. All right, so uh, for those who don't have children, we're going to talk about this parental alienation. This is called the by the Psychiatric Times, a silent epidemic. Parental alienation in a child is on par with physical and sexual abuse. And then they give you the numbers and the data, and they said it's a silent epidemic that must be acknowledged. This parental alienation is growing because of co-parenting, all right? This is why they're going to come up with data down the line, not any time soon, that make people who believe co-parenting works. It does not. It is a myth. It is just a cope between the courts. It's just a way for the courts to lighten up their legal load. All right. And so otherwise they would be breaking up the family and they know that's worse. If they give the kids over to the mother, they know the kid is doomed or at least that kid will be a future prison, school to prison pipeline uh, uh, person. They know they destroy families when they give it to the mother. So they play this game of co-parenting. But what happens is it only opens up the wound. It keeps the wound open longer. And what happens is the parents start playing these reindeer games. One of them is sending the kid back to the, the father's house. Mothers do this with bad clothes or old clothes. So when the kids are young, the kid knows no different. So you buy new clothes, especially if you move to another house. You are buying new clothes, but because you don't have many old clothes, you inevitably will send the kid back with new clothes or newer clothes. Now, when the kids come back to you, they'll be the, the mother will strategically put old clothes on them and then they'll come back with old clothes. Now, sooner or later, over time, you've collected nothing but clothes. Now you'll look in your closet and there'll be old, ill-fitting clothes. Then her closet is filled with new clothes. This is typically because, as she stated, mothers only see the father's house as a place of visitation. They don't see the place, the father's house as the second house. They're just going to visit. And they'll even say, bring the kids home as if their place is home. No, their place is not home. That is where they have the additional house. Their home is also with me. They'll also say that anything that you buy in terms of toys, video games, should be kept at the mother's house because that's home. This is not true. Both places are home. And fathers would inevitably buy their kids stuff and send it back to the mother's house as if it's home. It's not. That's one of their homes. You have a home as well. So they should have clothes, a whole ecosystem, toys, games, and all of those stuff at your house. It's not a place of visitation. It is their home. Unfortunately, because you two morons can't get it together, they need to live in two homes in backpacks. That's because that's what you chose to do. Now, you're going to have to live with this. But mothers typically will send the worst shoes over, the worst clothes over. They won't let the kid take toys over to the dad's house. 
And anything you send over there, if it's of value, if it happens to go over there, they'll hide it. For instance, I gave my kids an iPod back in the day. It was an iPod. It was not a shuffle, but it was a basic iPod. I can't remember. Was that an iPod? It was an iPod. But you can message on the iPod. But it required some seven, six-year-old kids to be able to charge the iPod, be able to keep it within their reach, to be able to communicate. Because I knew that if I had to communicate through the mother, messages wouldn't get through, and that established control. So I said, here, kids, here's your own personal iPod. Of course, when they went to the mother's house, the iPad would disappear. It never would be charged. And so, and they're not thinking of charging it. So it's not the kid's responsibility. They're too young for this. So then by the time they go look for the iPod, it's missing. It's on top of the refrigerator. She doesn't care about the iPod. She wants to be able to control you. This is all alienation. Yeah, iPod touch. iPod touch was what it was. This is all parental alienation. And again, they say it's akin to or on par with Physical and sexual abuse. Now, if you yell at your kid one, two, three, or four times, she will have CPS at your door. If you yelled at your kid and your kid says, hey, dad, scared me when he yelled at me, they'd be called you an abuser. But they abuse the kids so much more. Even the act of sending clothes, Bad or broken clothes to the dad's house is an act of abuse. It is a passive-aggressive attack at the dad. It is a passive-aggressive attack and an abusive attack on the dad because they're trying to punish the dad. In essence, they'll send the kids with clothes that don't fit, shoes that got holes in them. I actually had to pick up my son on a custodial exchange With my kid, my son, with duct tape around his shoes. Now, the shoes were broken. The teacher duct taped the shoes, and they called me up and said, can you bring your son some better shoes? Now, these kids are 8, 9, 10. They don't know the difference, but people do look, and people do make judgments about your kid, teachers, administrators, other children, and they see this. This is abuse because it affects the child. All right, it is manipulation as well. But these things you cannot go to the court to resolve because you're not petty. You have other things to think about. And then you just try to fight your way. And on top of that, you're paying child support. Yes, you're paying child support on top of that. So these are things that are done. And this woman it was making you aware that mothers who pack broken or old clothes for visits to dad, this constitutes parental alienation. This is abuse. This is abuse of the child and alienation of the father. All right, let's continue. Let's continue, and we'll show you this one, but I got dozens and dozens of these. This is a father who has visitation of the child and watched to to the extent that the father has to go through just to visit their child. Here we go. All right, what's the issue here? This is what I, the way I understand it. I'm just here as a peace officer complaining on the usual part. Right, okay. that's cool. So, which is, you know, I can record do. me, I have a recorder right here. Maybe that's cool, I can do my thing. Okay. Continue. Whatever you want, okay. So, she's here, something. All right, so here's the mother right here. Here's the mother, and guys, this is not, it doesn't matter the race of the person. It doesn't matter the race, right? The, all women do this. All races, I have races, all races doing this. All right, now here's the thing about this. 
any woman that calls the police or any authority, child support, CPS, I don't care what it is, these are the toy soldiers she's using to punish you. This is all intimidation. This is all threats. This is all her being a, a spoiled child. And she's looking for a result, either to scare you or to either have you harmed, arrested, murdered on the spot. Any woman that has ever called the police on you for no reason is trying to intimidate you or threaten you. There's no ifs, ands, or buts because you weren't doing anything to her, but now the police is there. And she's hoping, just hoping you act up and you get shot with a bullet. That, that's her best thing. She's like, good, you acted up, you tried to you know, record, he didn't let you, and he's, she's hoping the uh, police is good cop, bad cop, okay? That's all she's hoping for. She's hoping you get thrown in jail, arrested, so she can go into court immediately, file the ex parte motion, and then get you to lose your custody. That's all. She's not trying to resolve anything. Let's continue. Yeah, this is what she's saying in agreement to pick up Elena. 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 I didn't have an agreement. So are you willing to turn over Elena to her? Right now? Yes. For what reason? What's the... What's the... She's asking to get the job. That's the only reason I'm here. Unfortunately, I don't feel... I don't feel I can trust her because... One, last week I had written down on my calendar right there how many days I had her. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> okay, then no. Sorry. Okay, then no. Uh, she All right, and so, uh, unfortunately, these police officers are put in here. They got other, they got to fight crime, but they got a baby mother out here who's a narcissist. See, they will call the male the narcissist, but what kind of woman removes a police officer from their duty for your little petty shit? This is what women do. All right, this guy got to go fight crime, write tickets, but of course, you're going to say, oh, my kid. You can have her back Tuesday. She can have her back Tuesday by 3 p.m. after court. Huh? I can't. She has a restraining order against me. I can't talk to her. Restraining order against me. I can't talk to her. So, yeah. Unfortunately. And so there you go. There's the woman there. She's normally in her defensive pose. She's hoping this person comes to the rescue, punishes the dad for no reason. Inevitably, nothing happens. And there's a police report. She'll inevitably try to take that police report to court and say, what? All right, nobody's violating anything, nothing to resolve here, nothing to see here. All right, but this is alienation. Kids won't see this until they're probably about 12 or 13, trust me. Kids will see this at eight or nine, and it'll just be kind of like an embarrassing event. They'll be traumatized by it, but they'll move on. And they won't know the context of things because people will start protecting them. You're hurting the kids, don't let the kids see. All right, but if you sent the police to her house, she'd have a fit. Let's go on to the next one, and I'll try to get through these as quickly as possible. All right, uh, this sister right here is going to say, see what she says right here. But you have sex with these women. You don't use protection. Then you have post-nut clarity. Then you regret it. But you have already created this child who will grow up and become a functioning adult in this country. And then before you know it, is the one with a gun to your head. So come on, give me your keys. This is also why, ladies, give your kids to their fathers. If you're not going to be married and live under the same roof, give them kids to their dad, period. Especially if you have boys. Give them to their father. Especially if they get, once they're in school. Women have to stop feeling guilty as though when you have kids and you're not going to stay with the father, that if you don't take the kids, you're a bad mom. No, you're a good mom when you say to hell with them kids and give them to their dad. 
Say it with me now. Fuck them kids. Get them kids to their father. Period. But you have sex with these women. You don't. You All right. And so this is a thing that I've actually challenged women to do because eventually, inevitably, you will hear them say, it's hard being a single mother and I don't got no help. I ain't got no support. And the dad been there the whole time. Okay. The dad's like, I'll take them. Nope. And like, hell no. Or they'll say, hey, I'm a single mother. I'm trying to date. It's hard out here for a single mother. And I'll say, give your kids to the father. Nope. Okay, you're not going to find a man if you're a single mother. Give your kiss to the father. Oh, he left. He a deadbeat. I don't believe none of this shit. I don't believe none of it. Ninja, even if he was a deadbeat, drop him off at the daddy's house. He'll have to start being a father ASAP at least. That's six, the goddess. All right, shout out to her. All right. I've never watched any of her videos. All right, but I know her name. But at the end of it, end of it, guys, give them kids up. But they don't want to. Because they know the one thing's going to happen. And the one thing is this. You're going to be a better parent. And they can't take it. I'm going to tell you this. They're going to lose out on child support. They're going to have to go get a job. And they're gonna, they're, you're going to show them that you can do everything they're complaining about. And they cannot take it. I'm going to tell you, that is the code breaker. And they know this. It's going to show them up. If you had your kids the majority of the time, they don't get a check, and then they look like a non-capable mother. And you're going to show their asses up. All the shit that they'd be like, and it's hard, and it's hard to do this, and it's hard, and you tell your kids, and it's hard, and it's hard. You're going to show them that it ain't hard. You're going to do it and do it better than them. They know it. They can't let them, they can't be seen as that. They got to steal that thunder. So they can't turn them over to you. Because it's going to prove that they, they already ain't shit, but it's really going to prove that they ain't needed. In fact, if you look at the data, the two best situations that you can put a child in is number one, a two parent household. Number two, with the father alone. The worst situation statistically to put your children in is with the mother alone, especially with male children. And when it comes to marriage, if it's a daughter being raised by that mom, that daughter has a eight times more likelihood to divorce their mate when they get married. But they know this, so they got to find some way to make you the team. Okay, so starting September 1st. Now, let me show you this video here. This video is a woman saying that in Texas, a lot of these courts, a lot of these states are catching up slowly but surely. They're catching up. And now some of them are getting rid of no-fault divorce. Some of them are getting rid of long-term alimony. In Texas, now they're getting rid of uh, they're trying to curb parental alienation. So they're going to fine women for committing any acts of the father, preventing the father from picking up their children. Let's play it. Your county or your municipality, of course, if you live in Texas, can now issue a fine up to $500 for those interfering with child custody orders. Ladies, get on in here. Fellas, y'all can come on in too. Just sit in the back. Don't make too much noise. 
stop denying these fathers their legal visitation time with their kids. What if the non-custodial parent does not pick up the child on the visitation day and tries to pick them up on the next day? I I gotta leave that out when, all right, straight to jail. Uh, Stop keeping the kids from the other parent. It's now a felony in Harris County, Texas. I gotta gotta turn off the volume there. It's now a felony in Harris County, Texas. And now this woman, well, what if the parent don't pick up the child? Drop the kid off at the parent's house. It's simple. See, here's the thing about these parents, mostly these mothers, and this law is aimed at the mother to stop the bullshit. This county is like, we ain't got no time. We're going to find you. Get the kid over to the other parent's house. Now, I'm going to tell you a secret about alienation. Mothers will say that the father doesn't pick up the kid. The father doesn't do X, Y, and Z. But you rarely hear this mother reaching out to make sure the father is welcome to make sure the father is connected, to make sure the father is informed, to make sure the father is aware, to make sure the father is on the school or the daycare center call sheet, right? They'll put everybody, their cousin, their mother, they'll keep the father out of it when they have the emergency numbers to pick up the kid. And they'll have relatives, cousins, uncles, and everybody else picking up your kid except you. And then they'll say the father don't reach out with the woman standing in between the child and the father. She wants control. You'll have these women not tell the father they got a dance recital or a football game. They won't tell you the time, the date, the park, nothing. And then tell you that you ain't trying to keep in touch with your kids. They'll have your kids at doctors, dentists, therapists, offices, and you don't know shit. And then tell you, you ain't keeping up. They'll change the kid's phone number, keep them away from your iPad. And then they say, you ain't doing nothing. See, this idea is the parent is not allowing the father access or information. Because they already alienated the child against the parent. So it would be weird when the child hears, hey, we're going to drop you off at your daddy's house. It would be weird. The child would be like, really? All that shit you done talked about, daddy, the past six years. Why would you do that? But when it comes time to pay for a football and ballet, they gonna make sure they get a hold of you. See, it wasn't a problem to pay the fee and buy the helmet and the pads and buy the tutus and the little slippers. It wasn't a hard to get to daddy then when it was time to pay for that or at least reimburse her for half of the equipment. But it's somehow hard to find out where the banquet is. It's somehow too difficult to find out what time the basketball game tip off. All of a sudden, you see, this is parental alienation, and everybody's been through this. Even married couples do this to each other. A woman will say this. I bet you he doesn't even know what size shoes the kid wears or what the teacher's name is of the kid. Now, why would a parent do that? Why don't you just tell me the teacher's name is Mr. Smith? Go to the store. They wear size seven. Why can't you text them that? Why does he have to go dig through the closet and the clothes? See, this is a form of alienation. 
Some parents say, hey, man, that's your duty. That's what you need to worry about. Why don't you worry about that? And I'll worry about this. Because what you can't teach is your son to piss straight. You got him sitting on the toilet like a bitch. But you want to ask me about my son's teacher's name. Hey, listen. Let's worry about what we can control. <laughs> See, this is all parental alienation. You don't hear fathers walking around talking like this. You hear mothers doing this. And again, this is akin and on part to abuse sexually or physically. This is nothing but hate of the father and they hate the father more than they love the child. Now, all of these things that they do, guys, there's no, there's no punishment. The only now punishment I've seen is Harris County, Texas, saying they're going to find mostly mothers. It says right here, Texas will charge $500 fine for mom preventing a father from picking up the child. So when you do these things, guys, you file it and you go to court. Court's going to do nothing. This is the first time I've seen them file for this. Okay. Here we go right here. We'll play another woman's video. You probably recognize her. All right. Remember, I don't know. But he, she's going to react to a T.D. Jakes video on bitter baby mamas. Bitter baby mamas. It's a syndrome in America. It's a syndrome. And all of them damn near got it. All right, let me go ahead and play the video right here. Being a good husband and being a good father. It is possible to be better at one than you are at the other. It is possible to be a better mother than you are a wife. That's why mothers easily align the children on their side because often she's a better, better at being a mother than a wife. And the mother becomes, the kids become her tribe, her support system. The moment she becomes shaky concerning him, she gathers her troops. Talk to me, ladies. She gathers her troops. Sometimes she gathers them because she knows he cares more about them than he does her. And it's a way to give him pain so he can feel what she's feeling. You heard that? Guys, they're never going to admit this. This is why we got to teach them this, that we're aware of it. Henry, listen, they'll never admit this. So we got to teach them that we know this. So they're aware that we know this. Let's hear it again. Sometimes she gathers them because she knows he cares more about them than he does her. And it's a way to give him pain so he can feel what she's feeling. In other words, you're gathering your troops. is not only to strengthen you, it is revenge. Since you took away what I love, I'm going to take away what you love. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. And I'm saying this is 90% of these so-called deadbeat dad stories that you hear. This is 90% it. She was the contributing factor. She, she made the guy work hard. She made the guy jump through hoops and hurdles. And he finally said, fuck it. I don't want to do it. He washed his hands. And then now she can say, yep, he a deadbeat. He don't care. Guys, this is what it is in 90% of cases. Even if he's a Pookie, a Ray Ray, or a Tyrone, she's going to punish him because he cheated on her. That's not a punishment. Using the kids against the man who cheated on you 
is that's a problem between you and him, not the children. The only problem is while you're getting revenge, you're hurting your kids. So you got the child support, but you didn't get the child support. Ooh. 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 Hey, man. He says, you got the child support, but you didn't get the child support. God dang. The court can make a man pay child support, but they can't make him give child support because child support is not a check. It's attention. Come on, fathers. Come on, fathers. Damn. Jesus does not discuss how the father made him rich or famous. He talked about how the father loved him. When you take the father's love from the child or the father doesn't know how to give love to the child outside of the woman, the child is damaged. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Let me... <laughs> and shout out to this lady right here fair use to her um don't know who she is so y'all might know who she is but uh this is the reality of our current situation guys it's just what it is and uh this is why a lot of people have a lot of unresolved trauma this is why you can't date this is why you can't marry this is why you have daddy issues this is why son husbands weak ass beta men this is why men are lost and misguided it all comes back to the root. It all comes back to this. Even if you love your mother, doesn't mean she didn't alienate you from your father. And it is not until a man becomes a man legally and he sits down and discusses with his father the pain that your father had to endure. Henry Resilient, listen to me. The pain that you're going through with your daughter being that you have to look at the next 15 years of you possibly losing a connection with her, only being in her life 50% of her childhood. Your parents did that to you as well. And it is not until she becomes an adult that she might reach out to you and get the real story or at least your story. But you were done this way as well. I don't care if you were in a two-parent household or not. Some of you were alienated from your other parent, plain and simple, most likely from your father, statistically. It is you that have to understand that this is what we do to people and then wonder why people act the way they act. It is not until a man becomes a man that he can sit down with his father and wonder why he didn't call, wonder why he didn't write, wonder why he didn't fight. Wonder why he didn't have a presence. Wonder why he didn't take his baby mama, to, his mother to court. Why didn't he take the baby mom to court, your mother? Then you sit down and you find out. And it is only until maybe you have children and it happens to you when you go to your dad. And he says, that's what happened to me, son. That same thing happened to you, happened to me as well. But I don't want to throw dirt on your mother's name because you love her. I don't want you to think different of her. But I don't have that problem. I'll tell my kids the real. 
and I'll show them the real. But a lot of guys will say, I don't want to tell you anything bad about your mother. Can we say the same about the mothers to the fathers? Okay. Somebody said troll in the chat. Somebody get them because I can't see it. All right. Last quick thing. Last quick thing. Is there a woman here? They're saying there's a woman in here mad. Well, I'm performing an exorcist on her ass right now. So you can expect her to throw up or spit out venom. That's all. I see her. Did the man carry the child nine months? No, but I carried that child in my ball sack before I gave it to you to incubate it, Cherry. You performed a, uh, an amazing duty, but that spark of life came, to, came from me. Your inside womb was barren and dry before I populated it. That energy came from me, and my ball sack is life. You incubate life. I create the life. The spark came from me. So I did you a favor because without what I did, you would just had a show of blood at the end of the month. And not only did I give you life and I gave you energy, I gave you legitimacy because without the kid that you incubated, you would be nothing. You'd be an old maid. You wouldn't have no identity. You would be known for nothing. That's facts. You would not be legitimate as a woman. You would not have had brought forth life. You will not have have gotten a chance to bring my kids forward. So anyway, thank you for being the incubator of life, but I'm the spark. Not only that, the kid looks like me, whether you like it or not. You can hate me, but every time you look at them kids, you see my face. So you can hate me all you want. If you hate me, you hate your kids. If you hate men, you hate your kids. If you hate your child's fathers, you hate your kids. Because them kids are more likely to be looking and walking and talking just like daddy. Even if the dad wasn't around, then they would be mimicking any of your mannerisms or even look by you in the story, period. Let's get to this next one. So thank me for giving you your identity because without me, you wouldn't even be a mother. So now you walk around how you're a super mom, but without me, you wouldn't be a mom at all. Thank me for giving you that. I gave you that. Without me, you wouldn't have that. So that's the end of that. And yes, your contribution was that was to incubate my child and bring him forth healthy i appreciate you <laughs> getting back to the story cuffing season is here cuffing season is here with that being said take a look at this young woman and we'll go over these dates then we'll end with the super chats this woman's got something clever to say but we'll go over it Right here. And I don't even want a boyfriend, so. What do you want? I just want someone who wants to hang out all the time 
and thinks I'm the best person in the world and wants to have sex with only me. All right, so you hear the goofy stuff. We're going to let her play And I out. don't even want a boyfriend, so. What do you want? I just want someone who wants to hang out all the time and thinks I'm the best person in the world and wants to have sex with only me. <laughs> yeah, how's that too hard to, um, this is the stuff that I don't understand. But, hey, cuffing season has approached. Not only that, the economy is here, kicking ass, rent is due, and we're taking names. The reality is at this particular point of the season, because we are, seasonal we're just animals and we also do things by season right this is why seasons are important our prime season of hibernation where we slow things down it gets darker earlier in the day right this is the prime time it gets colder outside you get some rough weather this is our period of hibernation thus it is time to get comfortable we store a layer of fat maybe a couple layers of fat we start to cuddle each other and want romantic love. We have the holidays coming around. So everything starts leaning around family. Now spring comes up. This is a time of fertility as well. And then what will happen is spring will sprung and hoes will be out here taking off clothes. All right, because it's getting a little warmer. All right, they see freedom. They see vacations. They don't want to be tied down. In the spring going into the summer, they want to be free. Spring break, summer, hot girl summer, all of these things, they want to take off their clothes and they want to show. They want to show what they look like now that the weather's gotten hot. All right, they had the fertility, but of course, in order to get to that point, got to go through this cuffing season period. And the games will begin, and I want you to protect yourselves. You have to be conscious that women are now going to slow things down. All right, it's going to start raining more wherever you live. As a result, when it rains, the woman has to stay inside. What will she say? This is cuddle weather. I just want to stay at home and cuddle. She don't want to go outside and get rained on. She wants to stay inside and let me rain on her. Rain down on me. So what will happen is she'll stay inside. She want to cuddle. She wants to stay warm. All right. And thus, she will need a partner for that. She needs a partner. That will bring the feeling home. She wants to sit in front of the fireplace and have wine and drink. She wants to stay outside and cook and let the oven bring a little bit of heat in the house. Thus, a partner will be great at this point of life, at this point of the year. Thus, she will start playing games. I want to slow down. I need something serious. I don't want to date too much. I don't want to do any of that. I don't want to sleep around anymore. Like, not like I did in the spring and the summer. I want, to, I want to chill. I want to settle down. Why do these guys want to settle down with me? So she'll start saying everything that you need to hear to make you believe that she wants to chill. That she ain't that type of girl. Okay, It's cold in the winter. She wants to be able to sleep in the bed and warm the bed up. All right, touching each other. This is cuffing season games. Also, holidays are on the line. Holidays. Everybody knows everyone's going to have holiday Christmas parties. I mean, holiday parties. Everybody wants to dress up. She wants to go somewhere. She might want to go somewhere and look like a sexy devil with you, or she wants to go with her friends. But she would prefer you. So the pressure's on. October 31st is around the corner. I need to get me a mate so we can go dress like whatever we need to dress like. If it's a white girl with me, we're going to dress as salt and pepper. You know what I mean? Then you go into Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's a time for family. So she doesn't want to go back to Thanksgiving dinner with her family so they can talk about how much of a strag she is and the thought that she ain't got no partner here. Oh, where's your partner? You still single? All of her aunties are going to ask her, when are you going to settle down? When are you going to stop hoeing? All right. 
So she needs a partner to go to Thanksgiving with, or at least to say, I'm going over my man's house for Thanksgiving. I'm going to meet his family. There's a lot of warmth in that. Then you have Christmas around the corner. Christmas time is definitely family time. Also, she gets to get presents from you if she put in the time. And this starts in August. She starts this in August, September, right? Labor Day. I need to get this mate down because I'm going to get some gifts. Right? If she starts too late, there's no Christmas gifts. If I start dating you on December 10th, you ain't getting no Christmas gifts on December 31st. And if she can pull this off, she'll make it a New Year's where she can have somebody to kiss as the ball drops. Okay? The ball drops, she gets to kiss someone at New Year's Eve. Not go on, uh, kiss somebody's uh, Johnson at the end of the night. Then if she can beat that, she gets to the championship round, which is Valentine's Day. And she gets to secure all the gifts all the accolades of this loving time, romance. She gets to Valentine's Day. She's completed the circle. She's run the gamut. She's run the gauntlet. Now she's completed the circle. And then here comes spring, and it comes hoeing again. Now on, um, on uh, St. Patrick's Day, she out the drinking again. And then spring break. Now she out the hoeing again. Now she don't want to be tied down. Now she don't want to tell y'all what. Don't ask me what I'm wearing. Now she got her booty cheeks out at Usher concert. Now she back on summertime, going hot girl summer, licking ice cream, going from city to city, coast to coast, all right, and, and so forth and so on, all right? Now she don't want to be controlled. Now she needs some space. She needs some time, all right? Chill out, chill out. Then it repeats. We're just animals. Then the cycle repeats. All right, I don't care if you're married, single. Everybody goes through this bullshit. Mm. Yep, single de Mayo. She hits uh, St. Patrick's Day, single de Mayo. Now she out hoeing for the summer. All right, now she gone. She gone. Mm. She giving you a little bit of a break. All right, she want to go see who out there. She want to see ninjas in gray sweatpants. It is what it is. And guys, this is subconsciously done. So let me go ahead and show you the calendar for this young lady here. Replay her video. How to protect yourself. Okay, okay, here's the schedule right here. Cuffing season schedule, just so you can see this woman has put it up. It says scouting, look for a partner online, August 1st through the 31st. Dating apps heating up. Sugar babies want to start sugaring. All right. Drafting, picking out the top uh, candidates, September 1st through September 30th. We just passed that date, and now we're supposedly in tryouts. Go on as many dates as possible. First dates. This is from now to Halloween. And now she's in the preseason. It says you get more serious with one or two prospects. Mm. November 1st through the 30th. And then official cupping season, you pick your best. Uh, what does it say right here? You pick, it's blocking. You pick your best match and be exclusive for the holidays. That's December 1st through the, she's a little bit behind here. She needs to start wrangling, wrangling this in. Playoffs. Survive the holidays and consider long-term potential, all right? Because, listen, she can break it off at Valentine's Day. She got to get to Valentine's Day. So she's got to act good. She don't want to be alone on Valentine's Day. Championship game is Valentine's Day. Offer official boyfriend-girlfriend status and celebrate Valentine's Day. Now, I'm going to tell you, if you're not official by then and you will suck off a love ninja, by the time Valentine's Day comes and goes, if you don't have, if she doesn't have a, satisfactory Valentine experience. You didn't plan a nice date. You didn't take her out. You disappear with your other hoe. All right. And let, uh, let's go out on Monday instead of Wednesday. The crowds will be smaller. Then on Wednesday, she can't beep you. Nine one one. 
call me on my cell phone. She don't get a prize. She don't get a ring. She don't get a commitment. And you just get the February 14th and you don't deliver the goods. Guess what? She going to be back home by March 15th, which is St. Patrick's Day. All right. Now she going to want to travel. Now she going to have to get back on the app. Her fertility window is on. Okay, I need to. <laughs> but how do you survive this? Know the game. Know this calendar. This calendar is very important. I made a video about this before I started making this content. I called it a femcation. Back then, this was like 10 years ago. You need to go on a femcation right now. You need to avoid cuffing season. This is a strategic move as to save money on women who are trying to manipulate you and settling down. They're trying to get you. They're trying to get you to settle down, make an investment in them, and then eventually play the game of just ante up. All right, whereas now, okay, now it's Christmas gift. Now it's New Year's. Now it's a you know Christmas vacation. Now you're going skiing in the Aspens, tricking, taking me skiing at the Aspens, uh, gangster mental, stay popping crystal. Like a, all right, anyway, anyway, so then you got to get to Valentine's Day, and then she gets something. If she's satisfied, then she's going to want something further. Then she says, oh, where's this going? Then six months later, mm, we're going to get engaged. I want to get married. Then maybe a kid. So you got to know that this is going to come up. This is a game of escalation. This is trying to get to a certain point. As I showed you, look. They got it all planned out on you monkey-ass ninjas. They got it planned out. They got a whole goddamn calendar. <laughs> Where they trying to get to Valentine's Day. So if they trying to hook up with you now, September, tryouts, they trying to lock you in. This is a progressive, long-term strategy. This isn't just I want to be a girlfriend and I want to be married. They start with this shit right here. All right, they start with this. And this is what it is. And of course, let's hear that offer again, ma'am. I'm curious as to what you're offering me. And I don't even want a boyfriend, so. What do you want? I just want someone who wants to hang out all the time and thinks I'm the best person in the world and wants to have sex with only me. That's not going to be a good enough offer, ma'am. Sex with only you. I'm going to get bored after five times. I'm just letting you know. And this is, of course, Ninja's like, Coach, man, you ain't getting young girls like that. Ninja, this woman's old for me. But anyway, this woman is old in my book. She old in many, many ways. All right, I can tell right now. She out of my age range already. She on the high side. She on the end where I'll be like, mm, I'll make an exception. I know you guys don't believe so, but it is what it is. But here you go right here. I want you guys to avoid a couple things here. Dating apps are going to be hot. Women are going to want to lock it down. They want to settle down. They're going to want to get comfortable. They're going to think about things like cuddling in the rain, warming up, going in the snow, maybe going on a little trip, all right, for winter break, planning things out, pushing to that February. So don't take any of their words that's accurate. She's only representing herself as the best she can. She is trying to fool you and deceive you. Yes. She's trying to fool you and deceive you. You know the back end of this is if you don't play this game at escalation, she's going to break up with you right at spring break. You know this is coming. 
All right. Men at school, same thing. All the girls on your campus that was going to the first couple of football games, they was going to um they was going to the first couple of football games, tailgating, they was coming right off summer break. They didn't slept with all the football and basketball players and the frat boys. Okay. Now all of a sudden it's getting cold at Boston College. It's getting cold at the University of Michigan. It's getting cold. It's getting rainy over in the Northeast. Now these hoes trying to settle down. Now they trying to get them a steady boyfriend. All right. So if you get one that's like this, make sure you break her little heart and break up with her right before Thanksgiving. Or might before Christmas. All right. Break up with they ass right before then. Right before they think they about to get the goods. They're going to be like, all right, cool. Break up with they ass. <laughs> All right. Now she want to settle down because now she won't be stuck in her dorm room. But soon, soon as spring break comes, she's going to be out there. Oh, there was a clip here about this too. She's going to be wanting to go on girls trip. Oh, we going to Cabo. Oh, I'm going too, right? Nah, just me and the girls. Now all of a sudden she getting papped out in Cabo. Now all of a sudden she want to go home for the summer and, and Skype with you and stuff like this. Now. Mm. FaceTiming you. Anyway, that's cuffing season, guys. Boys, be ready. Be ready, man. Be on guard. Remember, we're playing defense out here. We're dictating what they're going to get. <laughs> All right, anyway. I had to shorten that up because long middle speech. But let me get to the Super Chats, Cash Apps, and all that. Hit the like button as you exit. And I appreciate y'all for being here. Kicking it with the real. Break up with their ass. Never let them get over you. Hey, guys, don't believe what they say. They be lying. Here. JC says, oh, I already got that one. The contractor says, morning, coach. I already got that one. Hawk, I cry. It's crying. And we're resilient. Paying 400 a month in child support. Now, during the divorce with alimony, I paid a total of $1,000. So she's hitting you where it hurts, which is your pocket and your daughter. Okay. <clears throat> JC says, I was walking on eggshells to avoid conflict with my ex-ex. Um, I'm, I'm going to say, I, I know, JC, I know your story. Um, and your children were late. Um, like they're adults now. I think your daughter is 18. So you don't have to deal with, you're still dealing with stuff from your ex out here. But I know a lot of guys choose to walk on eggshells with their ex. And um, here's my advice. And you, you can take it or leave it. I don't think you should do that, but I understand that you do it. All right. You're taking the position of the impact husband. Essentially, you're still married to her. And you're trying to prevent her from, from igniting. And I don't think you should do that because you don't realize how much of a man you're not becoming. You're limiting your potential. You're limiting your potential as a man. Now, again, I, I know why people do it. But what people will do is they'll say, okay, I won't show anything on social media. I won't live life. I won't travel. I won't buy a new car. I won't make no more extra money. Ninja, what you're doing is... You're, you're preventing yourself from growth, that, that legit growth that you need to get you through your 50s where you balling out of control. You ball until you fall out. You ball out until you fall out. You need that to get to that 50s. But what you do is you won't do it, and then you'll set yourself back. Instead of setting yourself up 10, 20 years forward, you set yourself back 15 years, 20. You need that compound. Your kids need to see it. And your kids need to see you winning. I'm going to tell you this right now. 
Your kids need to see you winning. And them kids going to make two choices. They're going to feel bad for their mama or they're going to look at dad and be like, God damn, my dad is that dude. But to go and say, nah, I ain't going to do this so she don't take me back to child. Man, pay that bitch her money and keep it moving. She ain't going to do nothing with it but blow it anyway. So why are you delaying your growth and you can't tell her about herself? No, she going to know about herself. I'm going to tell her about herself. I'm going to tell her about herself. I, I want the conflict. I need it. I'm going to tell her. She, can't, she ain't bad. Not only am I not, I'm not going to tell her, I'm going to show her. I don't need to say nothing. I don't need to tell her about herself. The way she reacts tells me she knows she can't keep up. All right. I'm going to show her exactly why she was subpar and she could not continue forth with life with me. All right. I'm going to make her watch my life like a highlight film. All right. You know what I mean? And I'm going to make her think about that shit. I'm going to make her go, God damn, I missed the boat. See, the thing is, I'm going to use, if I would have done that, and I considered it, I considered it. At this time, I considered I'm going to be living in an RV trailer with child support arrears because I didn't want to go ahead. But if I think about that, I would have screwed my entire 50s up. I would have screwed my 50s up because I needed to get here to get into my 50s and then really kill that game. By then, she can't do anything. She can't take me back. to. I'm in my 50s now. My kids are adult. Can't, I mean, you can still alienate me from my kids, but I can still win at life. I needed that to get to 50. But if I would have just and kept it, mm, walked on eggshells, ninja, please, elevate your goddamn life and leave that bitch behind. I mean, it is what it is. If that's what she want to be, that's what she want to be. But I'm not going to try to dictate my life as to not piss her off. Hey, I'm telling you, a lot of guys did that and pissed her off anyway. <laughs> right? Anyway, it is what it is. But I get it. I get it. I understand. I understand. But I think it limits you. It severely limits. It gives her control. I'm going to tell you, that gives her control. It gives her control of your life by virtue of her saying, I can fuck your life up if I see otherwise. Not only that. These things actually work in her favor. It works in her favor. Okay, you don't become the man you need to become. You don't tell her what she need to be told. You don't show her the life she missing out on. Okay, you sitting around there trying to be. This is just all my opinion, though. But listen. Now, I'm going to show you what you missed out on. It, just inadvertently. I ain't trying to do it. But I'm going to show you. <laughs> And I'm going to make you mad than a motherfucker, angrier than a wet hornet. You ever see a hornet and you swipe the hornet and you be like, get away, hornet. And then five other hornets come around you. You like, oh, shit. I'm going to be ready for that. Dictate. Live your life. Put that shit on highlight film and then make her get the crumbs. And the crumbs she can eat off of. The crumbs she going to eat off of. But she only got a crumb of who you became. A crumb. But I'm going to let her eat them crumbs. And she's going to get healthy on them crumbs. She's going to be like, see, I got some crumbs from that ninja. I'm be like, enjoy them crumbs. But there's a whole bunch more you're going to miss out on. You missed out on a little bit. <laughs> get, eat them crumbs. You can, get a, you can get a nice little meal putting them shits together. All right, you can eat off the bread. You can eat off the bread that I let drop. Brush that shit off my shirt. 
You can eat off that. <laughs> I talked about Trevor Bauer yesterday. I did an entire stream on him. Go check it out. I know people can't keep up on my content, but I talked about it the entire show yesterday. All right, um, eat them crumbs. <laughs> right, anyway, or you can get on board and listen. But they don't want to do that. Too much ego. Bob says the better defense is attack. All right, but people don't want to play that. Word academic, word academics says, I work STEM, and in my experience, women get prioritized for promotions, and the leadership is run by women, but skill jobs are done by men. And you says, locked into studies. You're, I don't know what it says right here, both. Something, I can't, I don't know what you're saying, because it's abbreviated. And you said, STEM jobs favor men, and in cities, the barrier for STEM jobs, there's something messed up there. There's something messed up there where I can't complete what you're saying there. Oh, he says, uh, cities, there's two super chats. Trust me, I'm trying to read this one. The barriers for STEM jobs, the fact that they, as if men, I, I don't know what that means there, but I, I think what you're saying is, Men work harder. There's still demand for men in STEM. All right. Shout out to, hey, I got a whole bunch. Damn. Shout out to the quiet storm. Well said, coach. Henry, you taking notes. Word of them, it says, oh, the, okay, you're completing it. Men work longer hours. They do. ACDC, CGA sounded like Greg Toast, the coach of war. Lee Smith, CGA, your marriage will is the truth. I've been married once. I've been single I'll take single every time. All XXs want long-term relationships. They will neuter you. Today, long-term relationships are designed to erode masculinity. Facts, but it does build community, but it erodes masculinity. In fact, the data shows men in long-term relationships and or that are with children have lower testosterone. But it is what it is. The contractor says it's a miracle to be born against all odds in this universe. We people are debating cold approach and $100 child support. He says... Hell nah, F all that. Coogee, sweater forever. Shout out to you. Ray Hayes Radio, the kid's mom texted me this morning on some BS. I was thinking about asking her, what will it take to get you to F out of my life? Facts. My mother, my kid's mother cannot text me. Only in emergencies. I set it up that way. I'm like, you can't message me at all. You got to message me through a parenting app. All right. I made it so that she had to go through communication. And I told her, if it ain't an emergency, I got 48 hours to respond or I don't, I don't even, you don't even deserve a response. All right. Like you're not entitled to a response. Just so you know, now people don't understand this. Okay. They don't understand this. Just cause you ask me a question. Don't mean I have to answer it. Just cause you say something and message me does not need. I, I need to respond. And, um, you cannot just text me on my phone. And I don't have to respond. Now, if it's an emergency or vital information, other than vital information that you're trying to use against me, right, that's different. Well, I did ask you a question, something that you wanted to use against me. I don't owe you, I don't owe you a response. Similarly, somebody calls my phone, I don't have to pick up. Where does it say it? Somebody leaves a voice message. I don't have to return the call. You text me. I don't have to respond. I text you. So, I sent you an email and... <laughs> first of all if you ain't in my circle of influence if you ain't behind the vip rope ninja you ain't getting in there to access me anyway 
Just because you know the number or the email doesn't mean you need to get a response. I don't understand why people don't understand that. Just because you ring my doorbell and knock at my door don't mean I need to open it or ask who it is. Just stand out there and knock and ring the doorbell, if you will. I'm not expecting anyone, so I'm not answering it. <laughs> if it's numbers not stored in my phone and you're a person keep calling my phone number and you call even the, these people with the robocalls a call from eight different numbers it don't matter what number you calling from that phone number is not recognized by me it is not getting answered <laughs> right you can call it from 8 15 20 11 numbers it ain't gonna get answered so guys operate like this you guys letting too many people get into your life. Hey, I called you. I was doing something. <laughs> and I was doing something way more important than you. So, all right, but my ex don't get to, uh, she doesn't get to access my phone unless it's an emergency. So she has to go on talking parents, uh, parenting wizard. Lee Smith says your retention, he says you retention ninjas are all cap. A man needs to release uh, a man's need to release is too frequent to be able to hold it unless you can't get any. Either then, even then, you straight jacking. I actually agree. Straight jacking. It's actually, it's actually better to release than it is to hold, but I get why people hold as well. Twin A, I'm ready to conquer the world after that speech. And D, MC Hamster says most people can't cut others off, empower yourself, right? And I grew up in a time where... You could not just reach me whenever you wanted. And it was understood that once I leave the house, I'm unreachable. Like, that's how I grew up. You had to reach my phone when I was there. But we live in a time where everybody just assumes everybody's reachable at any point where you think they reachable. Uh, it's 11 o'clock at night. I know you have a phone. I know it's near you. I know it's on your charger. I know you're up. Like, for instance, if I post on social media and people do this and I hate it, I'll post something on social media and people will text me right afterwards. I hate that shit. There's nothing that bothers me more. Well, there's a lot that bothers me, but I cannot stand that. So people who know me and know my phone number, they're not thinking about me or they'll think about me. Oh, I saw you just post something and then they'll text me. Man, I hate that shit. I hate it with a passion because what that, what they're doing is saying, I know you have your phone. You just post it. So there wouldn't be no reason to respond. There's a legit reason to not respond. It's because I don't want to respond to you. And then they say, well, I know you. I know you just posted. I know you commented. I know you. Does that mean I need to respond to you? <laughs> like, get this straight. I'll respond to you when I'm ready to respond to you. Not when you dictate when I need to respond. I don't understand that shit. And y'all be arguing with y'all mate and y'all girlfriend, the girlfriend, or you will be like, good night, good night. And then see you still up on Instagram or see your DMs light up or see you got a status up. Well, you still up. You said good night. I said good night to you. That don't mean good night to my whole damn life. <laughs> that don't mean it's lights out. That don't mean I just put the phone down there, went to sleep. I say good night to you. I mean, I ended the conversation with you. Good night. I'll talk to you tomorrow, maybe. But that don't mean I need to just <laughs> go to sleep just because I said good night. 
the hell wrong with people, man? They still got some narcissist people out here. Answer me. I know you up. I know. I just saw you poke. Please. So I'll deliberately, when people do that to me, I'll deliberately not respond to them for hours. As to let them know, never ever text me because you saw I posted. Your ass immediately not getting a response on GP. All right, just so I could train your ass. All right. Anyway. Shout out to MC Hamster and Simon Small with the mic drop. Undark says, Coach out here talking about essential workers. <laughs> shout out to you. Uh, Coochie Croc, Croc, King Kong, shout out to you. Clifford Charles, TD James. Jakes, better be careful. He may be missing soon. And he said the NWO, sorry. He says he's speaking too much truth. He about to be shut down. Indeed. JB says, God, man, woman, child. He says, that has to be the order. Keep up the good work, CGA. Coach Gang in this bitch. Zoe Man says, there will be there will be no Pilar Sanders if it wasn't for Dion. No Larsa Pippen if it wasn't for Scotty. No Melinda if it wasn't for Bill. Period. All right. Period. JC says, if I didn't clap first week of August, it was over, already over. Indeed. So an eight is getting cold and they can't afford blankets. We got Savage Lee Hustin. I'm going to get to everybody, man. Savage Lee Hustin, hustling. He says, here you go, coach, for the Kaylee and Ling Ling fun. Ling Ling will be here, he says. And from your Latin coach gang members, something you said way back when I got divorced, hit home. I'll make more money without you than I will. Just will with you. Just watch. Indeed, guys. That statement I make with a lot of people. I don't give a fuck what you yep. think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Yeah. Next call. All right. Jay Flo says, one of the coldest lectures you drop, coach. Stay cold. Stay hard. Pause. Shout out to you. I've made that point a lot of times. I, I'm a, I, know I, I know how I, I know how hard I work and what I'm willing to sacrifice. I always tell people, I'll make more money without you than I will with you. Like, I'm holding back. To help you. Because men get put in this precarious situation where we oftentimes have to be present and high earners. We have to support financially and also be available. We actually have to be physically um, physically available and emotional. Ninja, pick a struggle. Women, pick a struggle. Which one you want? Ninja, you ain't getting all six. You know, Again, I'm dictating what I'm going to give you. You ain't about to sit up there and tell me with your unrealistic expectations because eventually what men get put into, if you're good at one thing, they'll ask for the other. Mm. They'll be like, well, you make, you make eight figures, but you ain't available. Bitch, that's because I make eight figures. Pick a struggle. It's going to be one or the other. It ain't going to be both. Ninja, and if your world includes both, Ninja, I'm going to show you neither. All right, pick one or none. All right, that's what you got. All right, she'd be like, you need to be available and wealthy. Okay, you about to have no wealth and no availability. Which, is that what you prefer, you goofy? Mm. <laughs> I want, you bring the physical, you bring the physical, but you're not emotional. You about to get nothing. You about to get neither. And you about to like it. <laughs> right? Talk about I need the other. Please, this is crazy. Look. Just because you pay the child support don't mean 
you have to can't be present with your child. Okay, no, you about to be not present with your child because I'm gonna pay less child support and have my ch children more, and you gonna have your children less. Which one you want? But the thing is, men get put in these situations because with women, they're never satisfied. They're always looking at the the grass is greener on the other side. They're always needing to challenge you. This is also hypergamy. So if you understand hypergamy, this is her exercising hypergamy. Because she wants a bigger, better, stronger, faster. She wants it right. And I've seen women that had great living situations still complaining about shit. So I've seen wealthy women still complaining about shit. So in my world, in my world, I know you can't satisfy women at all. And thus, it ain't my mission to satisfy them. I'm going to do one or two things, provide or protect. And if you ain't my girl and I ain't touching on you, you ain't getting either. All right. All right, but they didn't want to be like telling you what you supposed to do when you doing this. Well, you are doing this. All right, they'll be like, well, you are a good father, but you're not a good husband. You about to have neither, ma'am. Which one do you want? Lyle Pocket says, Coach, can you remind the gang that uh, you would have the good clothes, shoes, toys at your crib for the kids and don't let them take it to your ex's house and you would get extra time with your kids coaching teams, chill with them when they were at their friend's house. Yeah, dude, I bucked the system of 50-50 custody. In fact, when I did that, it set her off, right? I volunteered with the PTA. Uh, three years at my kids' elementary school. I ran a fundraiser for two years. No, 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 no. I volunteered PTA two years. I was on the PTA board at my kids' school. I, um, I ran a fundraiser at my kids' elementary school for three years. I was the head. Every parent knew me, all right? If they didn't know me, their kids knew me, all right? I was the guy. I was the, the dad. I walked on my kids' campus. I had all access to that campus. I coached all my kids' sports, all of them. Tennis, soccer, basketball. Now, this was only so I can have additional time over what the court told me to do because the hell with the court. They can't tell me not to do this. Now, every time I did this, she could not stand it. Yeah, I was nominated father of the year at my kid's school. She could not stand it. She still tried to find a way to go up to the school and say, I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that. I mean, too, I'm, I'm telling you, I've seen the worst of women and, and, and my ex is the worst, all right? The worst. <laughs> she was doing some shit that was, like, unbelievable. And um, it is what it is. It is what it is. But I, I benefited from it like crazy, all right? Because I had a business, and, of course, at that time, the business I was running also benefited by my volunteerism. Remember, the giver's gain. All right, if you volunteer, inevitably, if you have a business, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help your business, and they help my business, Ninja. It is what it is. All right, shout out to Kevin G. Says, uh, I've been in Atlanta for over a decade, and I at times feel like I want to move. There's so much experience in the States, but I've spent so much time building relationships and gotten com comfortable seeing Ninjas, a.k.a. the Black Mecca. I wonder if leaving is a good idea. What drives you to move so often? Was it mostly work? My baby mama terrorist, uh, personal desires. I work for myself so I can be anywhere, but would love to hear your thoughts. 
I just thought for me, I would move to the better economic situation. And if I can move my family, that would be great. If I cannot, uh, other things with, you know, taxation, business opportunities. In my opinion, men are designed to go to the opportunities. Not wait for the opportunities to go to them. Now, this isn't for all men, but if you think of the men who've made the biggest impact on the world, most of those men were people who moved. Christopher Columbus got to navigate the seas for eight, eight weeks. The Trailblazers, Lewis and Clark. Ninjas that went from Haiti to France. Ninjas that went from England to the United States, to the, to the, to the, to the colonies. Everybody that makes an impact as a man went to it. They didn't wait for it. They went to it. Freaking, uh, it is what it is. They went and seized it. They went and got it. They went and chased it. They went and explored it. They went and paved it. They, they blazed the trail. They didn't wait for the trail to come from them. All right. A lot of men, my grandfather moved from Arkansas to uh, the Midwest. A lot of blacks moved from the South to the Northeast and the Midwest. Harlem Renaissance, black migration. The blacks that stayed in the South, well, they stayed in the South. But opportunities do not sit and wait for you, ninja. The money tree don't just rain on your head. Okay. <laughs> it is what it is. But that's my that's my philosophy. That's my philosophy on kind of going for X. Let, let me find the best situation for me, like moving from the inner city to the suburbs. If I'm running a business, I don't want to be in the inner cities unless that business is catered to the inner cities. If it's if it's based on discretionary income, I'm going to move to the suburbs and establish the business because people in the city don't have discretionary income. So um, I'm starting a fitness business. I'm going to go to the suburbs. And people will be like, well, you can live cheaper in the city. Dude, it's all relative. Okay, I can live cheaper in the city, but also my clients are cheap. I have to train more clients, work more clients to build. I can't charge a high premium. But if I go to the suburbs, it's more expensive, but I'll have better clients, people that can afford better services. And inevitably, it's relative. All right? I'll be able to afford better in this. I'm just, anyway. Trying to see here. El Jefe just saw your Insta story, your story on Insta. Congrats on your concealed skinny pop pop. Don't mess with CGA partner. Go. Indeed. I'm actually, you know what I mean? I'm a car carrying member. Concealed carry permit. I got my concealed carry permit. All right, I've been waiting, fam. El Jefe says the former writer from the Atlantic, Molly Knight, falsely reported that Trevor Bauer fractured the skull of Lindsey Hill even though they had her medical record, which showed no such thing as crazy. The shout out to Gerald says, CGA, I'm living the clothing situation as we speak. And guys, I, the, the, my solution to that let me tell you, when I saw my ex doing that, I never confronted her about it. The reason why I didn't is because that would have gave her power that I, that I noticed it, okay? So I saw it happening. I just developed a plan. I just made the new clothes the old clothes, and I went and bought my kids a whole bunch of new clothes. Now, that required me to hustle a little bit more, get my income up, 
I was like, okay, I see what you're doing. Well, them new clothes are now the old clothes. And there's clothes that's never going to your house. All right. Now, inevitably, once the kids got older, what will happen is if you bought them new clothes on your parenting time, they will want to wear it to school on Monday. All right. But by that age, they're able to tell the mom or dad what they want to bring back and forth. All right. But um, again, it's about knowing knowing what to do. I think we're just about done. Let me catch all of these and let me make sure I got all of them. He says, James says, spring forward, fall back, tell hot girl, summer fella. What? Oh, wait a minute. You didn't complete it. Shout out to Deshaun. Thanks for cooking that she troll. Well done. Shaking my head. She needed it. She asked for it. James Davis says, how much is money mindset? I like to sign up. All right, click coach. Coach Greg Adams at Patreon.com. All right. I would tell you to click there. Who protect? Oh, she protected her tweet. She got called out. Hey, man, that baseball player, Trevor Bowles, about to sue everybody. And I hope he does. And anyway, we made it to the four-hour mark. My lips is ashy, but I'm still classy. I'm thirsty and hungry, and nobody needs to take a piss. And I need to get lunch. And I'm going to be ready to go. Shout out to you. Hopefully, stream. Help at least one person see the reality because all I need is one. If you don't see it, I don't lose any sleep. Shout out to the coach gang. Hit the like button on the way out. And I'll acknowledge any other past chats afterwards. Tonight, join me tonight. Peace.